Come and play with us, Danny. Forever and ever and ever. Welcome to the Sunday Movie Marathon. Is it, I'm, uh, I'm Chris. Oh, I'm Max. Yeah, why did you Why did you say it like that? He just said, "I'm Chris." Because I wasn't sure what was happening. I wasn't sure whether Max was going to say something or whether we were introducing ourselves. Oh, I'm sick. <laughs> Hi, sick. I'm Max, and this is episode fifty-one of the Sunday Movie Marathon. Uh, how are we doing today, sick? I'm feeling like a bag of shit. You need to play that Bo Burnham song, like just overlay it over the top of me the whole time. Yeah, Darcy's caught the cold that's going around that everyone's catching at the moment. Oh yes, I would like to say to our viewers, I've taken multiple tests, I don't have COVID, I'm just dying. Yep, and even if you did have COVID, it's not like they could catch it through listening to you. True, safety and sound. Yeah, that's the motto. On the Sunday Moon Marathon, the safety and sound. <laughs> it's like how we've got someone um, who works in our store, but he's like most of the time he works remotely, like online, and um, he's caught COVID and he um, had to call up the managers to ask if he uh, was still allowed to work over the phone. And they were just yeah. like, yeah, you can't transmit COVID over the phone. I can, sort, I can see what he kind of means, though, because I guess if you're not supposed to be working, quote unquote... You wouldn't be it working. It doesn't make any difference if you work from home, no. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it, mate. I still had to do work. Well, actually, that's not true. Um, my work site has been hacked twice, so I've done minimal work, but I've done a little bit that I've been told to do. How are you doing, Max? Oh, you know, um, hanging in there. It's been a, it's been a week. It's been all right. Yeah. yeah why not? It's been all right. Uh, tough day today. Just a lot of like. Just stress, I guess. But always look forward to doing the podcast. It keeps me keeps me going. Yeah. 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 I love the podcast. Although today I could do without it, to be honest. Love you all. <laughs> get well soon. Sick. Thanks. So, I literally yeah. need to get better by tomorrow. I hope so. Hope there's a miracle cure. Yes. Cough syrup. If they can transmit COVID over the phone, they can transmit a cure. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's what we're for the common cold. <laughs> Um, I wanted to apologise for my dodgy audio in the last episode. I'm sorry. I <laughs> I thought I'd plugged the microphone in, but I hadn't. And then when I did, it was like half of it was fine, and then the other half wasn't fine. So I don't know what happened. Like the whole entire Scooby Doo conversation was fine, but the rest, oh, I don't know. I think it was sorry. an omen. Yeah, no one's more frustrated than than I. When these things happen, you know, and but if you like me, you want my audio to be crystal clear, then you know, and ten times is out of ten. Yeah, make Why it clear. Does it sound Why like don't you Max just give me some money? You should like give Max me some money <laughs> <laughs> so I like can Ma- buy a computer. <laughs> yeah, sounded like Max was going to break into and a, these things. And if won't you like happen. me, <laughs> send us money on PayPal, and we can. Actually create like a podcast studio and record it together. We legitimately need to get that interface thing. Just Help us I'm fund our podcast studio. <laughs> I can't wait. Through the Patreon that we don't Yes, have. the Patreon we don't have. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> Just donate it to 
anyone's Patreon. It will get to us. Yeah. Chris, you're the only one who could have it'll, a Patreon. It'll Why don't just make us. one? Your 5,000 subscribers would love a Patreon. I don't know about that. His <laughs> subscribers are like 10-year-old kids. They don't have any and, money. And Max. Yeah, and Max. Whoever that loser is. Am I right? Skadoosh. Uh, we watched Scream. Yes. Watch the four Scream movies. We did. I think and that is the most uninterested introduction to a marathon I've ever heard from you, Max. I'm very tired. <laughs> we did the Scream. <laughs> we did them and we watched them and we're going to talk about them. But yes. it's funny this happens uh, just as we're doing the Scream marathon, but trailer dropped. For Scream 5, a.k.a. Scream. Yeah, I love how they've just gone back to calling it Scream. Because what's named 5? What's named something 5? Um, Nightmare on Elm Street 5. Halloween 5. <laughs> Saw well, no, 5. Mate, I didn't watch it. but Yeah, yeah just we... listed all shit movie. Yeah, so... Yeah, I know, but that's kind of the point that I'm about to get to. So Scream's coming out. It's going to be a January release, which we all know means it's, it's dumb pile doomed. of shite. It's yep. a death means it's going to be terrible. It is. Yeah. What do we think of the trailer then? We all saw it, right? Looks like a Scream movie. It looks boring. Looks like it, looks, it, yeah, it's boring. it looks exactly what you'd expect from Scream in 2021. Yeah. Is it yep. Blumhouse making it? I don't know. I can't remember what no. I saw, to be fair. Why? Nah. Nah. Doubt it. Who made the last one? Lionsgate? No, it's yeah. the first. First three no. were Miramax. They were then bought by Lionsgate after... The fourth one was not... I can't remember who did that. I think it's like Entertainment One or something. Oh, right. Those are the guys I'm mad at. Yeah. This Scream trailer, huh? Uh-huh. Oh, I was like, we're going to... We'll, we'll watch the trailer. We'll have so much to talk about. But what's there to say, really? It's going to be bad. Yeah, I'm thinking We already same. know that. Yeah. But like, I was watching it and like my face didn't change the entire time. It's like, okay. The, oh, they have smartphones. Okay. Yeah, that's that's, that's basically what well, I like, got out of it. Oh, it's like the it opens up and it's like she's texting her friend, and then like her landline rings, and then like who has the, a landline nowadays? Yeah. And then like the text change, and they're like, "You should answer the phone." <laughs> like, why? Why did you call the landline? Just call her phone. Just call her mobile phone. <laughs> Actually, it's the that's problem with point. like rebooting Scream in a way in like twenty twenty one twenty two. It's like, it doesn't translate, I don't feel. Oh yeah, why didn't they just call the phone? See, I don't think about things like this because I just, I thought it was so dumb, I just didn't even like... The the weird thing, it. watching the trailer for me is, it feels like so much like the fourth one, to the point where it's almost like a copy of that in a lot of ways. Like, to the point where, like, the fourth one, when we watched it, obviously we'll talk about it more later, but that hasn't really it doesn't feel like that dated like that still feels pretty modern to the point where sure. like just I don't really see the point in doing another one where it's like the same plot yeah it, I, don't, I don't really understand it um, I don't know like especially now like seeing all the characters are like older like what are they going to say oh it's been another 10 years like yeah it's just kind <laughs> what of is the point? it's happening again yeah oh, like brilliant. It's, it's done it's done to death Wes Craven is dead. We'll make another one. <laughs> Why? Yeah, like, 
one in his honor. <laughs> if you if you're gonna make another one, why bring back those same characters when we've already seen them? Like what reboot? We, we've like, already entirely. had like a nostalgia like baiting one, where it's like set years after the originals. Like we don't need another one. Yeah, it was really weird. Like, Doesn't look everyone looks really like old and crusty now as well. Bless, especially yeah. uh, what's his name, yeah. David Arquette. He yeah, looks fucking they're all awful. crusty. They they have a crust. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't think of a better adjective. <laughs> yeah, like um, I haven't seen the TV show, but isn't that like all new characters? Yeah, there's no like, there's no like characters who come in. And they were like, I was in Scream. Yeah, <laughs> and so they I'm... like use like a different mask as well. It's like not even the same. Mask. Yeah, what? I haven't seen it, but I'm pretty sure they do bring in the ghost face mask eventually in the show. Um. But I, I feel like know, I watched it years ago. Yeah, I feel like something like that would probably be a lot more interesting than just scream again. Yeah, it's, it's but yeah, like it's. Yeah. I understand what you're trying to say. Like, there's not any nostalgia in the fact that there wasn't one that long ago. Like, if there hadn't been one that long ago, and this was the newest one, I'd be like, oh look, they're old now. But it's like, oh, it's the same thing. <laughs> cool. Yeah. What. What's there to talk about with this trailer, really? No, like, there's nothing. I, there's uh, nothing. It, it reveals it everything and at the same time reveals nothing because that's like, you're just going to... I'm not going to see it, first of all, because I really can't be bothered because it's just going to be another Scream movie. And yeah. like, who cares? Because we've already got four of those. I'll, I'll, s- I'll see it, but I, I don't think I'll see it in the cinema because I don't really want to support it. No, no, I don't. I just don't see the... Oh. I just I, don't think it's going to be great. I would, I would kind of like to see it just like on a completion-ish like sort of factor. Well, like you want to finish the franchise. Yeah, where I've seen like the others so far um, and have mixed opinions about them, but I would like to see I don't know, Chris. We, all we, of them. We keep doing this thing where we watch uh, trilogies and whatever four is in a series. And I think we're, we're slowly starting to learn that maybe sometimes you don't need to finish a franchise. Yeah, yeah. It depends on the franchise. You see, like the comments on the YouTube uh, trailer video. Did you see them? They were I like, didn't. Nah. Oh, this looks epic. This looks awesome. <laughs> this. So I don't scary. know, guys. Something about this one just feels darker and more intense. I'm like, does I'm, it? I don't agree. <laughs> does it? Though? No, it doesn't. <laughs> it feels watered. I don't know. It does. It just feels. But then again, it's just a trailer, in it. I'll like, tell they, you, it kind of feels darker, but definitely not more intense. Like, no. it no. doesn't seem to really have like the sort of like kind of dark humor that the others have. Yeah. But we don't. We don't know anything about it yet. This is the problem. If that is the best that you're giving me from a trailer, then we are fucked. Yeah, it just reminds me a lot of the trailer for that new Halloween movie. Where oh, like God. watching that, I like instantly know what kind of movie it's going to be. Yeah, Halloween needs to be stopped, like legitimately stopped. No, Halloween forever. There's like is that a Halloween title? That could be a Halloween them. movie title. Halloween forever. It'll probably be the next one because like this is like the the Halloween Kills, like the second in a trilogy. Yeah, I, that's I a terrible the, title. <laughs> I, I think the third one's called Halloween Ends or something ridiculous. <laughs> Which is just as bad. What, as bad as like, Halloween Forever? Like, or? It's like Avengers no, Endgame. No, as bad as Kills. Oh, yeah. What the fuck is that about Halloween Kills? Because he kills people. 
Yeah, but just, yeah, just well, dumb. It's I think they're um, planning on Halloween Ends being the last in the franchise. But they should have just stopped it. Until it, it gets rebooted in 10 years. Oh, for God's sake. Five years. Yeah, <laughs> two years at this rate. <laughs> That's it, guys. You did it. You waited a whole year without another Halloween movie. Well done. Here's another Halloween movie. This is your right. reward. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, I I do enjoy slasher movies, but I feel like we've gotten literally everything we can from them. The only films of the last like, 20 years or so in the genre that I've really enjoyed are films that kind of try to either be more self-aware or try to like subvert the genre a little bit. Yeah. That's something that the, the Scream movies, at least the first one, does really well. I like the first one a lot but that's another story for five minutes from now. Yeah. Happy Death Day kind of did that. Yeah. You say what I like you will that. about that movie. I quite like uh, that movie. I haven't yeah, seen the I second l- one. Yeah, I like cool. both those quite a bit. They're the not second great, one's fucking funny. They're a lot of fun. They are fun, yeah. Yeah, me and, Darcy, <laughs> me and Darcy watched a film a few days ago called Behind the Mask. Um, oh, yeah. I say we watched it, Darcy wasn't really paying attention at all. Like, Where it's like... Cool. Um, <laughs> It's like shot like a mockumentary where there's these like this group of like film students who are following all around a a slasher serial killer who's basically like telling them like all these like rules and tropes of being in a slasher movie and like it's like very self aware and it's kind of making fun of the whole genre. Like, and I think that was a lot of fun. Like imagine if Randy from Scream had his own. Imagine film. if Randy from Scream was a serial killer and had that a documentary crew like. following him around and he was like telling him exactly what he was doing and why. That's kind of what the film is. So these teenagers are going to mm. run into this barn, but what they don't know is that I've booby trapped the whole barn. It's like, okay. <laughs> cool, cool. Pretty neat. Yeah, apart from that, I can't think of any other slashers I've really enjoyed over the last like, 15, 20 years. Slashers? Nah. I find like, them all to be kind of a little dying. Bit. Yeah, I think it's like they're done. I think it kind of is dead at this point. Like Scream, I think. Oh, we got Scream, we got Halloween. Yeah, Yeah, it's weird because Wes Craven like killed the slasher genre with Nightmare on Elm Street, and he He brought it it back with Scream. Yeah, and because he's epic, he's the master. He could do whatever he wants. Yeah, now it's just kind of it's just now he's dead. Yeah, it's it's just it's done. It just needs to be stopped. Thanks, Wes. Yeah, we love you. Do. That's why we're going to talk about four movies you directed. Chris, take it away. Yeah. So let's start off with the first movie, Scream, from 1996. Um, So the film is basically a killer known as Ghostface starts killing off a bunch of teenagers and basically a girl called Sydney Prescott kind of finds everything surrounding her um, Basically, they kind of find themselves like contemplating the rules of horror films as they basically just find themselves living in a real one. It's like a self-aware slasher movie that's kind of making fun of the tropes and pointing them out while also doing a lot of them. And it is a great movie. This movie is is awesome. Yeah, This is one of the best slasher movies, and I am not big on slasher movies, but Wes Craven... Mwah. He could do it. I, He's the I master. actually just found it fun. It's a bloody fun movie. I was like, this is like, I tried to watch this when I was younger. I don't know, like maybe, I don't know how young, 10 or something? And I was like, I got to like the first scene 
And I was like, this is too much, man. I gotta turn this off. I can't watch this. This is scary. And it's, I mean, I don't find it scary now. Um, but I do find it really, really funny. Because it is trying to parody and kind of homage those early slasher movies. But it's, with the parody comes like all the funny shit that you can just laugh at. Yeah, it does a good job of, um, I think, balancing, balancing it. Um, there's never a point where I'm like, oh, this is just like a straight up comedy and there's never like points where it's just like too dark or anything. I think it really manages to get the scares and the laughs like pretty well balanced to the point where it just feels very natural. There's never a point that feels forced. Well, this is a very long pause. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> oh, uh, I, I don't know what I was waiting I just, for. I was waiting for Darcy. Yeah. Should oh. I just leave that whole gap of silence <laughs> in the episode? Let me tell you now. <laughs> Put like a meme in it. Like in oh. any other sort of circumstance, I probably would have more to say, but I just, I'm just not alive, lads. I'm just, I'm just gonna. I was just bouncing off for used to, and then it was just like this fucking silence. I was like, <laughs> well, ah, shit. Right. Um, it's also it quite <laughs> fortuitous to say uh, we're talking about this movie like now because we, I mean, we have a lot of movies on our list to get through. We do. And we don't choose them, uh, but it just so happens that we watch Scream on the twenty-fifth anniversary. A Scream, so it's been twenty-five years, and they're showing it at our local cinema. And I was going to see it, but like it was on a day where like we just watched the mo- f- all four of those movies. After. It, was it was a day after. The day I was after. like. I don't know if I can be bothered to do that again. And it's not because, like, this is not a super rewatchable movie. Because it is. Um, but it was at eight at night. I was very tired. I didn't want to watch it again <laughs> straight was, afterwards. Yeah. You know? yeah, I feel like it was also quite a... It was a really long marathon as well. I feel like watching it again would have just been, like, just tiring, isn't it? Just I think it was the time. If it had been a week or so, I might have been like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but... I'll see it in a week. If they're still doing it. Oh, the well. film is like almost two hours long, but it definitely doesn't really feel that long. No, it doesn't. I think it, it, quick. Like, it does feel very quick. It goes like past really quickly because there's since it doesn't really slow down at all, I don't think. I think any of the like the fewer slower moments all feel very necessary to like developing the characters and developing the story. But it's constantly like building up the stuff. There's constantly something happening. Yeah. These characters are super good as well. There's like I have a problem with the characters in this franchise, but for the most part in this movie, they're bloody good. Bloody good characters. You know? Yeah. And that's rare for a slasher movie. Normally, they're basically just like cardboard cutouts there to like add to the body count. But here, like they actually have proper personalities for the most part. I was going to say, to be honest, I actually thought out out of like a set of characters, this is probably the best of the four. If we're talking about like, yeah, I mean the second and third films, especially, just hadn't like no personality in the characters at all. Yeah, I I just feel like this one just had the most like fun and life in it I would say to be honest yeah. what's not so like you got Shaggy in this movie for crying he's fucking out loud. glorious Matthew he Lillard, great. he's fantastic brilliant he's actor great. yeah as I said Who? in the last episode yeah. he's fantastic he's insane but it works he's this wimpy guy 
Um, there's a uh, so yeah, we got who do we have? We got Stu, aka Shaggy, aka the most powerful man in the universe. So true. <laughs> uh, We've got a we geezer got called Billy. Geezer called Billy, who's the pretty boy, but I, I don't know. He, I kind of thought he looked like a bug. Yeah, he plays. <laughs> no, oh, was like, looks like a Billy. bug. Plays the oh, main character, so Sydney's hot. boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, he looks Sydney. He looks completely different now. Well, yeah. yeah, he looked like a budget Johnny Depp. He looks nothing like that. He looked nothing like that. Hold that to the camera. I'll show just Max. Hold it to the camera and show Max. Or I'll just send Max. Yeah, but he's picture. not gonna. He's on. <laughs> he's on the podcast. What? He ain't got time. I can to just Google it. Nonsense. Oh, he literally doesn't look like a bug. No. Well, that's. Uh, I mean. I don't want to. I feel like piss. I don't know. I feel like he's, I don't <laughs> he's know, I just, a, the he's just a guy. He's just yeah. a geezer. But either was... way, he looks completely different now than he did back then. Oh, don't forget. Sure. Yeah, you got uh, Randy. Come on, I'm trying Randy. to name them all now. You've got Randy, alive. who's like the film buff. So, like, a lot and... about this movie is just like taking the piss out of just movies in general. So, Randy's yeah. there. He's like, oh, you've seen this movie or uh, the set of rules in horror movies. And, like, he's explaining all the tropes because. Uh, Wes Craven knows all the tropes of horror movies because he's he was he made you know the old Nightmare on Elm Street back in the day, so he knows them all. So he's like, yeah. I'll put Randy in here. He'll tell us everything about horror movies, and I like Randy a lot, but he could be pretty irritating. Oh yeah, he's, <laughs> he's so like, annoying. Yeah. yeah, we all know that guy who's like, oh, I know a lot about movies. Listen Especially to what like, I know about movies. It's like okay. The annoying Climate part was place. when he like. Pause the fucking movie, and he stands in front of the TV as if anyone wants anyone to do that. Oh, yeah, they're at a party for crying out! And now. tell you what we're doing? No, they just want to watch the fucking movie. Ain't that deep? That's a bit you guys of a weird heard decision. of virgins? Like, okay, <laughs> okay, Randy. Never been so glad to be a virgin in my whole life. <laughs> Shut up. It's a bit of a weird decision for them to be watching Halloween at a party, considering how slow most of that movie is. Yeah, and the fact that it sucks. Nah. I have. Have I seen it? I don't even know. Probably don't not. Think so. <laughs> it looks boring from the footage that they showed in the film. To be honest, nah, it's great. It's one of my go-to films that I watch every October. Well, guess what? It's near the middle of October, and I haven't seen you fucking watch it once. It's because it's not Halloween yet. It's Halloween. I watch yes, it, it normally is. like day before or on the day. Oh, get a lie! This is as good as it gets. Or it's always going to be. Uh, mid-October. Who knows, we might not even see Halloween this year, the way things are going. You've got... What's up, um, even me? <laughs> you've also got Tatum, who's um, Stu's girlfriend. Whose girlfriend? Stu. Stu's. Shaggy. Oh, the blonde Who's? girl. Stu's. Yeah. Yes, the blonde girl. The blonde girl. Sorry, I don't remember her name. She is there, yes. Yes, she the is The person, person that gives him the... or gives the killer the ghost face name. Yeah. And has oh, that she... I- iconic yeah. line on TikTok. Yeah, she says, please, Mr. Ghostface, don't kill me. I want to be in the sequel. And then there's that guitar bit that goes... Anyway, I watch too much yep. TikTok and I need to be stopped. Sick Not needs to be sinister. stopped. Stop sick from watching TikTok. <laughs> That's what again. it is. Transmitted a cold from the TikTok app. Who Learned else have we got in this movie? Well, we're yes, only uh, Monica Geller herself. We got Courtney Cox as uh, who, Gail Weathers. What who a has name. the worst suit in... All history. Yeah, she. Like, yeah, that horrible lime green thing. Don't you remember? Oh yeah, she wears so many 
garish suits in this franchise. Yeah, it's horrible. It's, it's hard to remember them all. That's the only reason I remember them all is because they're all just so horrible. I'm like, all oh my culminate God, I that. in like this huge mass in my mind of like this yeah. <laughs> just a loud, garish puddle of sick. And then you get reminded of it in the sequels. Yeah. Long. She's in it. She's good. I like Courtney Cox a lot in these so movies. So do I, honestly. actually. Yeah. You've also got um, Dewey Riley, played by David Arquette, also known as the dad from Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Or also known as the man who had too many lives. That's what his actual name should be. Yeah, like. he like basically dies in every film. He's like Kenny. He just can't <laughs> he be stopped. He's only there to get <laughs> stabbed. He's the only person to all like have the shit kicked out of him. He's literally like yeah. the comic relief of this film. <laughs> I swear to God. He's just like he's like a kid. He's like a big kid. Yeah. And he just wants to be a cop so bad he wants to solve the mystery, but he sucks. Yeah, he's terrible. And he's got that stupid moustache. Can we talk about that? This moustache is the worst thing to ever christen the stage. What the hell is he doing? This franchise has been plagued by that moustache. And you're telling me... That is the worst part of this franchise. There are a lot of terrible things about this franchise. But that (laughs) moustache is the worst, man. I think what made it worse was that I just remembered that is, yeah, that's where Courtney Cox met him, right? And you're telling yeah, me you yeah. married a guy who had that fucking moustache. I am pissed. Absolutely pissed. Maybe that's wow. why they got divorced. When did they get divorced? I don't, rem- I don't remember any of this, to be fair. Well, they got <laughs> divorced before the fourth movie came out. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. God. <laughs> you're coming after the man's life here. <laughs> He's trying to take piss out of his moustache. It's a bit uneven. It's a bit small. It's pencilly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. It's all right. He'll be over it because the films are like 25 years old. He's like, oh yeah, that shit moustache mm. was my downfall. Dewey is also good. Um, oh, go ahead. Yeah, he's also um, Tatum's um, brother. There's like that scene where um, she's like, "Oh, Sid's coming to stay at our place." Like after she's like almost been killed by Ghostface, and he just goes, "Does Mom know?" <laughs> when you talk Don't to take me, the piss out of me when I'm when, when I'm working, make me look when, bad in front of the other cops. <laughs> when I'm here, you talk to me like I'm the man of the law. <laughs> and these you characters are great, um, but there's a problem I have with uh, this movie, and also a problem I had with uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is that these people are clearly very affluent and rich. They live in very nice neighborhoods. So, when they all die, I don't really care. Oh, why is everyone rich? I remember mm. that being something that I brought uh, up. Y- yeah, okay. You had it too good for too long. Kapow! Yeah, um, I don't get it. Why can't care. someone just live in a shithole and I want to root for them? Because I'm like, well, I want you to live. <laughs> yeah, and they only <laughs> get so richer as the series goes on. Like, in the third film where um, Sydney's like living in this gigantic cottage in the middle yeah. of nowhere and she has, like, this obviously, like, probably like million of dollar um like security system around a house and a really cute retriever yeah yeah what are you doing you got a nice dog <sighs> these people are the worst kill them all i say <laughs> no I think, she gets um, to live because she has a dog that's yeah. the rule i think the film did a like a really smart um 
made a really smart like marketing decision like of having um drew barrymore all over the like the promotional stuff because she was obviously quite a big actress at the time and she was like advertisers almost like being like the main character despite the fact she's only in the opening scene she gets killed off yeah she's in it for like six minutes or something right yeah thing is that was a really smart decision and what an opening scene it is actually the the best cold open to any uh, slasher movie I agree. Okay. I think it's the the best thing since sliced bread. It's one of my favorite openings to any film. It's like yeah. easily it's my so favorite good. bit in the whole series. It's so good. It's so so well done. Like and really, it sets really the tone tense. of the movie for sure. Yeah, I feel really like it's just creepy. Re- it's really memorable, isn't it? Like I don't know. Like when you think of scary films, that's one of the first things I think about. Because when I was younger, I remember hiding behind a curtain because I saw the <laughs> I saw the ghost yeah. thingy. I like turned this movie <laughs> off at that point. Like when yeah. I was very young and I watched it for the first time, I was like, I, "That tears it. I'm out of here. This is too scary." That was me, man. But then I'm also scared of, um, like I was. I used to be scared of Kermit the Frog as well. So you I still are. No, they're fucking creepy, Chris. <laughs> you never got over it. I hate puppets. Yeah, we watched um, the Muppets movie not that long ago, and she kept actually like hiding because it was scary. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say about John Richardson having that fucking puppet on the eight out of ten cats. Yeah, but that That's was actually kind of creepy. Oh, that was fucking awful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? It was fucking... I hated it. Oh, I know. I hated everything yeah. about it. Anyway, that's what yeah, we that's, do now. that's the point. We like, watch 8 out of 10 cats dust count down in the breaks. <laughs> I like yeah. it. I like the interim. We were watching it last night and he, John Richardson had a puppet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, don't, don't you think, like, I don't know, I feel like it's one of those, like, when you think of a scary film, that is one of the first things I think about is that very scene. Yeah. Yeah, it's Really iconic. great pacing, really great writing. Really great, like just like dialogue, with like just it's just conversations over the phone. You're like, oh shit, I didn't know these killers could reach me on my landline. Yeah, and it's actually like quite disturbing. Like at the end of it, when um, like she gets like stabbed and like winded, and like um, you see her parents like walking into the house like like a few feet away from her and they don't notice her and she gets killed. And she's trying to call for them as well. Yeah, like if she was a little bit quicker or if she was able to be louder, she would have probably been saved. But she got got. She got screamed. That was like one of the worst bits is like when her mum walks out the front door and she just sees her hanging from a fucking train. It's like... Guts pouring out. Yeah, Yeah, Jesus Christ. Really disturbing shot. And that title comes on, you're like, whoa. We're in for a ride. And it's I feel like the rest downhill of the film is like... There. I don't know. I feel like the rest of the film is nowhere no, near dark in not. comparison. No, the no, rest of the film is all great, no. but it's, that is like the best scene in the film. Yeah, that is the best mm. scene. It's all downhill from there. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, it's like straight <laughs> drama and like tense horror. But yeah. like the rest of it, it takes it in a more comedic uh, style, I think. Well, you've got to grip us in. You've got to get us involved before we... When they do. Yeah, before we stop caring. <laughs> Thanks, Drew. Yeah, that was she, fucking Iconic glorious. performance, honestly. Oh, yeah, one of she's my favourite performances history. from her, even though she was in it for one scene. Hey, you say that, but it's the one scene that everyone remembers. Also, I want to bring something up, because um, it was just something that happened in passing. What, or was, did this happen in the scary movie films, or did I just make this up? Yeah. But didn't someone go, what's up? Or did I just make that up? Yeah, because that was like a big advert and they make fun of it with Ghostface and he has like a tongue 
sticking out. Yeah, so that, because I actually thought that happened in the Scream films and I was waiting for it to happen and it never did. <laughs> no, I watched um, <laughs> the first scary movie when I was 12, just before I watched Scream. So because I watched that like just before when I watched Scream, it wasn't scary because I'd already like had it desensitized and like made fun of. Yeah, like I, I, I actually genuinely was waiting for it to come up. But I obviously watched it so long ago that I've forgotten that it was actually a parody. And I was like, oh. <laughs> you thought that was okay. going to happen? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I was, waiting for, so- I was waiting for someone to bring it up. Like, not even, like, as a... Not even as, like, a joke, but, like, if, if it was just going to be said, like, in passing. But obviously, it, it never happened. I was like, oh. Okay, my brain just... Well, my brain has a habit of, like, mixing things up and then thinking that one thing's another thing. So I just ignore it half the time. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Mm. <laughs> I just thought I'd bring it up just in case anyone else noticed it and I was just insane. I am insane. The original title for the film was actually Scary Movie. That's what it was named That is fucking funny. Do you know why? Because Scary Movie is terrible and this film is good. It's a terrible title as well. I think think Scream's a great title, to be honest. Yeah, Scream is a great title. I think if it went with Scary Movie, I don't think it would have been as iconic as it is. Yeah, because anything with the title, if, if you have movie in the title... More often than not, it's not going to be that good. Oh, God, no, movie is definitely not something Yeah, I think title. it just instantly makes it seem like a parody. Yeah. yeah. Which, obviously, it is, but I think people wouldn't have taken it quite as seriously if they it had that title. Well, yeah, you're not going to... Oh, who would... Oh, God. Yeah. What, what like, good movies are there with movie in the title? You got a Lego movie? Epic movie? <laughs> no. <laughs> Lego movie is the only one. Hey, no, there's Batman. Lego Batman movie Lego was all right. Movie. Yeah. Oh, the only two. Great. The only two, yeah. The emoji movie. <laughs> oh, no, okay. That is pretty great. <laughs> I was sitting by uh, my critics. Bobbleheads the movie. <laughs> I could go on all day. Yeah, pop vinyl movie. The one that doesn't <laughs> exist, but it will. Really good pacing in Scream as well. It's, it's yes. like two hours long. It doesn't feel like it at all. And it I was astonished this time because I didn't know how long they spent at this big party that's going on. It's like half the movie they're spent just like partying in this one house. They're like, wow, you're using this one location, doing a lot with it in like the different rooms of the house. Uh, there's a big like mansion type place. I don't know whose place it is, but yeah, whose wow. house was it? Did it's they um, no. it's it, um, is it Tatum's house? No, it's Stu's house. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't think anyone. I didn't think anyone had actually brought that up. To be honest, yeah, Why they the brought hell? it up at one point. Um, uh, maybe I'm just yeah, ignore yeah. me. So, okay, so big reveal is that who's doing it? Who's making the calls? Who's killing the people? Who is Ghostface? Yes. Who is killing the people? Fantastic fucking reveal. Fantastic reveal for it just to be, um, we so led dark. so many different directions. And then we find out, oh, Stu. Oh, no, wait. It wasn't just Stu. It was old Billy, too. Old Billy, the, the guy we suspected all along because he was creepy and bug like. <laughs> and, and he, he was crawling had through a phone windows. at one point oh yeah and he, he also had a, had a phone he literally had the phone had a phone and the um, ghost face mask also he was a massive prick wasn't he like he was that, that scene where he's telling Sydney, oh get over your mum's death <laughs> fuck your mum and he like <laughs> crawls in her window at one point and basically just like complains that she won't put out and like, starts begging her god he's such yeah. a freak he is literally he's a freak to... <laughs> What really, really freak. great pair of like villains, though. I think. Yeah, iconic 
And I like so you say this is like Stu's house though. What's he doing this in his own house? Yeah, I know. What <laughs> like, the were you fuck? killing people in your parents' house? <laughs> you didn't think about how long it would take to mop this up. This well, is gonna like, take a while. Yeah, he like, has that great scene <laughs> where like he's talking about like motives. And then Billy's like, oh, why, why did I do it? I'll tell you why, Sydney. Because your uh, mum slept with my dad, and that's why. So I killed her, and now I'm going to kill you. And then Stu, she's like, why did, you st- why did you do it, Stu? He's like, oh, um, I, I, you know, I'm just, I, I'm very sensitive and like, I'm pathetic. Or uh, what does he say? All I remember was him He's, being like. Says he like easily like, gives into peer, peer pressure. pressure. Like, yeah. It was peer pressure. I'm far too sensitive. Like, Although I literally <laughs> just like the bit where he was like, "Oh, Sydney, did you really call the police?" She goes, "Yeah, you bet I did." And he goes, "Oh no, my mum and dad are gonna be so mad at me." <laughs> As if you haven't got dead people all over your house. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> so good. <laughs> I love how um both those actors like Matthew Lillard and um guy plays. <laughs> Um, what's his name? Billy. Billy. They just kind of like go crazy once the reveal like happens. Yeah, they lose it. Like they just like go so over the top and like they're just like so both silly that it's like really entertaining but quite creepy as well. That's what I like yeah. about it actually because I know we're not quite uh at talking about the other films yet, but I actually think that these two like it was weird because I'm not supposed to like the killers. I don't think. But there was something about Stu that I was just like, he's so interesting. Like, what the fuck is going on? He's so, <laughs> he's so weird. Well, super well-written it. characters, you know? Yeah, that's what it is. It's just well-written characters. Really great, like, character dynamics as well and the way they bounce off of each other. They're, like, stabbing each other at the end. They're like, we've got to make it look like a stick-up. So you stab me and I'll stab you. And they just go too deep and then, like, Stu keeps getting stabbed. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so d- no, don't worry, carry on. I'm delirious. I think there's like a lot of really great um setup and like foreshadowing to payoffs later on throughout. <laughs> like you got like the opening where there's like a shot of like the swing on the tree where um Drew Barrymore's like hung up from later on. And like they set up that there's like um So you got Gail Weathers is um her like cameraman, Kenny, he has a he sets up TVs in the house at the party, but there's a delay which they then like set up there and then later on like go back to it where they turn around, see the doors open, turn back around, and then he gets stabbed. There's like, a lot Kenny. of really great bits like that. Yeah. Oh, so well done. Kenny, like, oh, even like when, like, that's not even the end of Kenny because, like, like, Gail gets into the van and, like, you see, like it's it's red on like oh, yeah. the windscreen. You're like, what the fuck? And then she like turns the headlights on. And it's just all blood. She's trying to wipe it off. I'm like, what do you think that is? It is clearly blood. She's like, oh yeah, then she sees the blood. Away. And then <laughs> yeah, like oh my god, as if what? And what else could it have been? Goes, down onto the windscreen. <laughs> it's sick. Yeah, it's so good. I do wonder, what did she actually think that that like stuff on the windshield was? Because she was like, oh, sh- shit, it is blood. Like, what did you think it was? Yeah. I was in awe of like, how, how these guys could kill pretty much anyone, but not Sydney. But it's like, what, what makes her so special? Because she's a bad ass. That's why, apparently. Just because. Just like, we could kill anyone we want. We can kill 
you just, we could kill the principal, we could kill Drew Barrymore, we could kill Eddie Wobble what? Not you though, Sydney. Not you, for some reason. She kicks too hard. The thing <laughs> is, it, it, this, it, this, is the, this is one of the things about these films that really does wind me up, is that they had so many opportunities to just sort of like just 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 stab or slash and be done with it. They could have they could have just been done with it, but no, they had to wait around and tell their stupid little motive stories and wait for her to escape. Just, I get it, but it annoys me. Yeah, but if they don't do it's that, a, then it's not cool. I know, yeah, I get why they you know, do it, but it is over. one thing that infuriates me. It's like you wanted to kill her specifically, but now you won't. But it is kind of making fun of that, you, you know, because that is kind of a trope. Like, your villain's revealed, they have to give, like, some backstory, and you know, that was why I, I did all those things, because uh, I'm crazy, man. Oh, and you, 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 your mama had sex with my father. Oh and no, I'm from a broken home and it's yeah, your fault, I'm Sydney. As if it was like yeah, as if it was like Sydney's fucking fault. Yeah. But they're no. insane. Well yeah. So of course they're gonna think it's her fault. <laughs> yeah, they're it's just really dumb. Well no, it's I they're crazy, it. man. Yeah, they were they're idiots. Of course they're idiots. It was clearly clear that they were idiots. Oh yeah, I, I, I like that bit. That uh, yeah. Like stop stabbing Stu. Like stop <laughs> Stop stabbing each other so I know, hard. He's like, you, you stabbed me too deep. Why did you do that? <laughs> you got me deep, man. I think I'm dying here. I love um the look and design of Ghostface. Like such a iconic horror villain, but it's just so it's so good. It's just like a black robe and like this really creepy looking mask that was like inspired by um the scream painting. Yeah. Um, the characters on like um, from like Pink Floyd's The Wall like on the album covers and like in the film and also like mm-hmm. these ghost characters from Betty Boop it's like kind of all meant to be like a mixture of all three of them oh it just felt like a Grim Reaper to me yeah but with scream like qualities yeah. they were originally as apparently supposed to be like a white robe um, to make it look like a ghost but because they thought people might think it's like has like Ku Klux Klan connotations, they decided against it. I actually think it would look really weird white. Yeah. Especially like, like imagine if you're running about in the dead of night and when you're wearing black, you're not as noticeable. But imagine wearing white and chasing after someone in the dark. It would just look fucking weird. It also draws attention to the mask. Yeah, like, okay. It's just like this black void with like this white mask. In the middle yeah, I like it because it. it kind of looks like it's floating like, as well. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> scarier. It is scarier. It's a goofy ass mask, but the mask I like is sick. I actually of, love it's it. So cool. It's really cool. Um, yeah, I like that you could just they just find this thing, and it's like yeah, we can get it at literally any store. That's why they don't know who the hell it is because it's such a ubiquitous mask and like costume. You just get it anywhere. So like everybody's buying them, which is in poor taste, obviously. These yeah, kids find out that their fellow student has been murdered. They're like, oh, it was the ghost face mask. Let's go out and buy ghost face at the local Walmart. Like, oh. To be fair, though, isn't that basically like how the, you know, how the second one basically just starts like that? It's just like everyone looks exactly the same. Yes. Dying. <laughs> yeah. Even like the principal's in on it. He's like, ah, oh, you, guy, you guys made me sick. Made me absolutely sick. Take these masks off. And he just puts it on like while he's alone. He's like, 
jumping out <laughs> yeah. at himself, trying to scare himself. <laughs> what a fucking creep that guy was. He's like, like, he's trying to like defend Sydney. Like she, he brings her Ugh, into I'm his office. And like, just like starts just, yeah, touching her face. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Do you know what I found really weird though? Was that, um, I don't know about you guys. I know you like when, when we were younger, we probably had teachers that we didn't like and stuff. But I thought the reactions from the students were really weird when they were like, oh, the principal's dead. Let's go see his dead body. Like, what yeah. the fuck? So they get them out of there. Yeah. So He's strung up on the football pitch. Let's go and see him. Let's go poke <laughs> him with a stick. So fucking You animals. Weird. <laughs> uh, there's a I great love- part where Sydney's like lamenting the fact that victims always run up the stairs in horror movies. She's like, ah, dude. Why? Why would you go upstairs? That's insane. Why would you go out the front you just, door? Just go out the front door, <laughs> and then like two minutes later, she's like faced with ghost face, and she's like, "Ah oh, shit!" And the door's locked, so she has to go upstairs. <laughs> she has no choice. That's why it works. This movie is so smart, many levels. It is. I love the um usage of music throughout, like how it's like used to like amplify like the tension and fear and it it sounds almost like a like a nine inch nail song at some points but it's like very industrial rock sounding very late 90s this um, yeah the only thing i remember was the nick cave song playing over and over again yeah so you got um red right hand by nick cave which plays in the first three films literally it's all i remember i don't remember any other songs it's a good song well, that's all right it was a good song yeah it's a good song it is it reminds me of Peaky Blinders, to be honest. <laughs> you, so like she's been, Sydney's been chased around this house, this big house, and like I said this at the time when we were watching it, but like she's chased out of a window, essentially. She falls, falls onto this boat, and like there's a tarpo- tarpaulin over the boat, and oh yeah, I'm like, <laughs> and she just like rolls off and she gets up. I'm like, hmm, it's got to be the world's softest boat. <laughs> <laughs> What is that boat made out of? Styrofoam, perhaps? <laughs> she should be dead. So many times in this movie, she should be dead. Yeah, it doesn't but, make any sense. I mean, it does you know, make sense. I can, but... I can kind of say, yeah, it's kind of like that's what it's going for because it's such a parody of other slasher movies and like is kind of paying homage, but also at the same time, it's poking fun at those things. But like, that boat thing got to me. I was like, come on, man. Your back would be broken. It's not like a flat surface either, surely. It's a boat. Yeah, it would have been like... It's like a motorboat. There's like some <laughs> stuff in there. Back should be broken. One out of ten. Totally implausible. <laughs> At one point, um, Wes Craven wasn't actually going to direct the movie. Like, um, Originally, Robert Rodriguez, Danny Boyle, George Romero and Sam Raimi were like approached to direct it. Um, and they all... Basically, Kevin Williams and the writer basically said no to all of them because he didn't think that any of them would like understand the film properly. Because apparently, a lot of them thought it was like meant to be just a comedy, and they like yeah. really like, tried to get Wes Craven in. And originally, he was like, "No, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do like really gory horror movies anymore." And um, apparently, his fans talked him into doing it because they yeah. all said that like um, the hills have eyes is was his best movie because it's like really gory apparently well mm. his fans had and it's like it. interesting to think that it could have been done by someone different because I don't think it I think Wes Craven was the perfect choice for it I can't imagine Danny it. Boyle doing it like the more I think about no. that the more it baffles my brain yeah 
Manu I can't imagine any of them doing it. Wes Craven was like the perfect pick because he really understands horror movies. He really understands the genre. Yeah, because he killed it. He's like, I've done it the best now. It's all over. And now you answer to me. There's even like a, like in the cold open with Drew Barrymore, they're talking about like the iconic line, of course, what's your favorite scary movie? And um, they were talking about like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. You seen that? And she's like, yeah, I saw Nightmare on Elm Street. He's like, I like that movie. It was scary. It's like, okay, thanks, Wes. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, the first one was the sequel sucked. Because he yeah. like, famously had nothing to do with him. Is he wrong? <laughs> Is any of them no, wrong? He weren't wrong. Oh, dear. Oh, I've got this one thing here. I don't know who said it, but it's just... I think it was um, Ghostface Calls. Uh, I think it was Billy Who Calls, Sid. And it's like, she's like reported the wrong guy. No, no, no. It, was, it must have been Stu, because Billy was at the, um, the police station. <clears throat> And then, like he, she's he, she's on the phone to him, and goes goes Vegas just goes. Well, looks like you fingered the wrong guy again. That yeah that was weird. What the fuck does that mean? Oh, whoa. <laughs> I mean that's what uh, do you obviously mean by that because he um she like got that guy arrested for killing um her mother. Oh, no, cotton weary. Yeah, means. cotton. cotton well, I think it's weary. like a reference to that. Anyone remember cotton guy. weary? Said that the wrong guy was. Sorry, I think that. I was just being a bit juvenile with the fact that he said, "Looks like you fingered the wrong guy." Oh, yeah, okay. I felt the same way. I was like, "What?" Is well, that, we've is that had a little thing? giggle at that. Sure did I? What not I? Um, do we like, have anything else to add? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just one thing. <laughs> I said, um, "Chill out, sick." Um, there, yeah. So like, she's obviously got like post-traumatic stress from her mother dying, and like. There, all this time, like Billy's like, oh, maybe you should just get over it. He's like, what the, <laughs> whoa, what the fuck? He's like, my mother died a year ago tomorrow. He's like, oh, well, I think it's time you got over that. <laughs> whoa, I think, wait I, a minute. I, no, but it was also the bit where he was like, well, my my dad left or my mum and dad left or something like that. And he's just like, yeah. and she goes, it's not the same. <laughs> They're not dead. When my dad left my mum, I just went to go get ice cream. Why did you just go get ice cream? And then, like, exactly she has, like, a thing that, like, like, afterwards, like, w- when they're at the house, um, where, like, she she wants to, like, have sex with Billy, and, like, he's like, oh, are you sure? And she's like, oh, sorry I've been selfish with my, with my post-traumatic stress. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, she's been gaslighted <laughs> yeah, so to selfish. sorry. <laughs> post-traumatic stress, oh, yeah, yeah, really, I really ground my gears, man. Yeah, like, oh, how dare you I being be upset? Selfish. <laughs> Just get over shit. it, man. He is such a shit. Uh, okay. I'm good. I'm good, boy. Well, we're gonna go rate to the ratings. We'll do it out of the classic, uh, um, ghost face. Ghost face. Yeah, this is one of the great horror movies of all time. I think. Just a really iconic, classic, funny but scary movie. Um, just one of the easily one of the best slasher movies, and it kind of just it changed the entire horror landscape when it came out. Like every single horror movie that came out afterwards wanted to be it. Like 
I know what he did last, last summer, Urban Legend, all these sort of films from like the late 90s and early 2000s were just trying to copy the style. But yeah, but I think, you've seen Urban Legend. No, Fuck but I know of it. I think this is the best, though. <laughs> I'm going to give it nine ghost face out of ten. A great movie. Yeah, boy. This is the uh, uh, best slasher movie, probably. I really can't think of anything that tops it. No. No, I can't. Um, this is my favourite one, so for sure. Um, yeah, probably give it the same. Nine ghost faces out of ten. Bloody brilliant. And I would like to see it in the cinema at some point. I think it's one of those movies that that yeah. probably really helped with. I'd go see it in the cinema if it hadn't been the day after. Yeah, um, I'm yeah. going to keep it short and sweet. A classic. Nine ghost faces out of ten. <laughs> I just think my lungs are going to fucking fall out. Talking oh, about Jesus. movies that are sick, we get on to the sequel that came out. Yes, exactly. It came out that next year. It was 1997. Was it get, next year? It was 1997. It was the next year. And we got Scream Yeah, two. it was like exactly a year and two days, I think. Wow. Yes. Wes Craven directing again, uh, of course. So in this one, Sydney is she is off to college. And she finds herself once again. This never goes away. She's the target of uh, another killer. He's wearing the ghost face mask, and then the, this time, the 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 it's just it's going crazy, and she's got to find out some stuff. I don't really remember this movie. Being completely honest. I think it's fine. Um, I think it's all right, but it doesn't reach the highs there. of the first one. Nah. And it's just overall not as invested, mostly because, yeah, you know, they bring back the, the characters that survived from the first one. Um, and they're still good, but the new characters are not. I don't remember who was in this movie. Who was, yeah. who, who, who else do we get in this movie? I don't really remember. I don't think there's anyone really the, there's, old um, characters. And you got Buffy and. That's about it. Oh, she's got you a have new the guy friend. from Kangaroo Jack. She's got a new friend called Cece um, in this film. Oh yeah, yeah. So you got Kangaroo Jack, man. He's he's there, but I didn't really care for him. For once, much. I actually have my notes up because all of my notes are really stupid. Like, um, one says Scoob and the other one says Urban Legend, bitch. Because I just <laughs> had absolutely nothing. Yeah. To write, we say Scoop because like they're going through like the cast of Scooby Doo, like Shaggy was in the last one, and now Daphne's in this one. But sadly, that was where it ended. They didn't bring anyone back for the others. Yeah, what do you do? I do have a note on here that is quite. It's probably the only important note on this whole thing. Is why the men are so fucking creepy and have absolutely no boundaries whatsoever. Yeah. Let's just touch anything. Let's just, they all that just co- that cotton cheese was well annoying. He was all like, yeah. Sydney, come on, that talk show with me. She says no. And then he's like basically like grabbing her constantly. She's like, get yeah. the fuck off of me. I remember this movie or like I remember him, Liv Schreiber, as Cotton Weary being a lot more prominent, but he really wasn't. Yeah. I remember him being in the second and third one more. Who um, cotton? Well at least the second one, because I knew he died in the third one at the beginning, but yeah, I remember him being in it more, and he was barely in the film at all. Good, he was shit. <laughs> yeah. 
It was like, Sydney, you gotta come with me. We're going on a talk show. You owe me this, Sydney. You'll put me in jail. Come on the talk show, Sydney. He's like, dude, get off of there. Yeah, he's literally like begging her. Like, did he like break into her lib- like school library just to ask her? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. So weird. When I um, was a big fan of the series when I was like in my mid to late teens, the second film was actually my favourite. Wow. Mm. Wow. And rewatching it, I was like, how the fuck did I ever think that? Because oh, I'm shame in that. We were all dumb, y'all. To be fair, I kind of, I get bits of it. There are actually a lot of things I do really, really like in this movie. But my biggest issue and what really, really ruins it for me is that it could have easily and comfortably been half an hour shorter and the film would be far better for it. Because there are so many scenes of just nothing in this film. Yeah, they could have cut out quite a lot. There's just so many like really repetitive scenes that add nothing, don't develop the characters. Like... I feel like they could have, if they wanted to make it this long, they really should have um, worked harder, like trying to develop everything instead of just like stretching it out. Because it just, it doesn't feel necessary at all. I don't think they use the time wisely at all. No, there's a musical number in this movie. And it goes on way too long. It goes on way too long. Like, who is it? Bloody uh, Steve or um, Derek. Derek. Yeah, some white guy name. He's like, oh, Sydney, I love you, and I'm going to get up onto the table and sing you a song. And everyone's like, what? Oh. Oh. Yes! Thank I you, wonder- Steve. Uh, de- um, uh, Derek, well done, Derek. You, 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 you are the master. <laughs> it's like, thank you. Uh, I, dude, we were like, if this happened in Britain, he'd be torn to shit. Yeah, <laughs> he like- would be eviscerated. So that's what my note of, I just have a note that just says cringe, and now I just remembered why. I wanted yeah. that obliterated from my memory. It was really bad, and it goes on way too Do you know hard. what I really hate about that scene, though? Like, apart from the horrible singing and stuff, um, <laughs> I know this. I know we're British, so we don't quite understand, like, this whole thing, but the whole, like, oh, he can't give her those Omega letters. He's an Alpha Kappa Beta male, whatever. Can't give those necklaces to those girls. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? You know those Frat stupid, like, sorority houses? It's fucking... Yeah, I don't get that. No, I don't, a lot in like American dumb. movies. I guess it's real. It like, I guess hey, fraternity and sorority <laughs> houses are real. This is just like stuff that I feel exists only in movies because I've never experienced it. It's got to be real because they do that. it in everything. I just don't understand like Frank culture. It. They no. like there's like like the hazing scene where they kidnap Derek and they're like Derek, we're taking you to a to second location and. He's like, no, don't do it, guys, because I uh, see you, bye. And he gets tied to the star and, like, uh, to his panties, he gets tied to the star and he's ripped. And they're, like, showering him with uh, champagne. We're like, oh, this would not fly if you did this with, like, a British person. <laughs> or a woman. You wouldn't be nah. able to do that to a woman. Oh, roll reverse, you can't do that shit. No, but he's fine with it, I guess. And they just leave him there. Like, man, yeah, I don't get frat shit at all. Like, why would you just leave him there? He's probably bored out of his fucking mind. Just like, and he's in the school like as well. Is there thing, no he? janitor here? Is there no cleaning person? What are you? I guess not at that time of night. No. What they not. just? What do they ever let him go? <laughs> Is he drinking the champagne as well? 
I feel like if you spin Sprite with champagne, they're going to give him a bit, surely. Like, oh, down it, uh, uh, Jake, Derek, Derek. Give Jake. Me, give me, yeah, give me that lovely champagne. Boy, I feel he, like he stays there. Is he not like yeah. desperate yeah, like, for the, the toilet? Yeah. I think that's like kind of part of the point. Like they're he is like they're forcing him to like watch them have a good time and get drunk while he's just like tied to a thing and can't drink anything. It's like torture. It's like yeah. a sore trap. It was a time. That was my favourite scene in Midsummer as well. <laughs> I know it's probably a bit early to bring this one up, but did anyone else think the reveal was really fucking weird? Try again. <laughs> all right, so the yeah, well, I mean, first of all, like the guy took his mask off, and they were like, "It was you." I was like, "Who is that guy?" <laughs> I had to look him up. I actually <laughs> no him idea up. who he was. <laughs> it was Mickey. Mickey was the killer all along. I was like, we, "Who's we Mickey?" Did the exact <laughs> same in the first film. Now. I did that in yeah. the first film. Yeah. I remember looking him up as well. <laughs> but it's also like Billy's mother from the first movie. Yeah. Like Miss Loomis. She's like, I'm avenging my son. You fucked him up, Sydney. She's like, I don't even know who you are. And then you're like, I'll kill you. And then then like, I don't really get it. Yeah, she doesn't blink once. She has like the widest eyes open ever. She never blinks. She actually doesn't blink. Oh, yeah, your son was actually a psychopath. Of course I killed him. And she was like, you can't blame the parents. No, she and was. Like, yeah, and she was like, "Don't you dare say that about my precious baby boy or something." Yeah. But what's the excuse then? Yeah. If it isn't your fault, and it isn't his fault. Then why? 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 Society. You... The fuck. Yeah. It's her. It was her fault all along. It was I the thought... violent movies. Yeah. That sequence is like really, really stupid. But I find it really funny, like especially when um, like Sydney kills Mrs. Loomis, like basically by like making the entire set like fall on her. It's so stupid. Yeah. Especially when the props are probably made out of like fucking styrofoam. Yeah, or and she's like being like trapped underneath him. Even though you probably couldn't mm. lift her up, that's fucking funny. So dumb. A big recurring thing with Scream is like, where a parody of the trope: the killer is never dead. After the first hit, they'll always get back up. But when when Mrs. Loomis dies, she gets shot through the neck, directly mm-hmm. through the center of the neck. She is dead. She is absolutely dead. But she still gets back up. So they have to shoot her again in the head. No, no I mm, no, that's not. That no, she does did not get happen. back up. The um, that Billy guy got back up, and then she turned around and just shot him. It was fucking weird. They both got back up. No, because she the does. Point. I don't think she got back up. She doesn't like get back up, but she like like goes to get back up and is killed instantly. No, she shot through the neck. I thought she just tried to overkill it. Like, I thought she was just like, oh, just in case. That's what I thought happened. No, she like slightly How wakes would you up. Survive like, someone, someone, tell me, please. Oh, maybe I'm she didn't get astounded. up. Maybe I'm misremembering this. But like, I don't think she yeah, did. But I was I like, that was kind of overkill when Sid shot her in the head again. I'm like, that's no, she's definitely dead. Like, you don't need to do more than that. <laughs> They're gonna like look at the body when they pick her up. And, like, she was shot in the in the center of the head, dead between the eyes, and also in the neck. <laughs> Whoa, why 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 do that? To her? <laughs> she wasn't a very nice person, but she was already dead. Come on. Yeah, I mean, in real life, there would be more legal repercussions that regardless throughout this entire series. Like, there'd definitely be, like, court cases and stuff, like, trying to work out 
what happened and like investigations and stuff. Hey, we we can't get into all that because that's just it's nonsense. It's all nonsense. Everything points to Sydney, but it's all nonsense. Yeah, Sydney technically <laughs> kills like a lot of people, and she's just like, eh. yeah, but she's that cool. me. <laughs> yeah, but that reveal was stupid, Mrs. Yeah. Lou. Who cares? Uh, they were like Mickey's already been revealed, and I'm like, who's this geezer? And then um, she's, and then like Mrs. Loomis comes out. She's like, ah, it was Billy's mother. Didn't see that coming, did you? That's an actual quote from this movie. Billy's mother didn't see that coming, did you? I'm like, no, I, I don't care. <laughs> I don't remember her being in it. Was she another reporter or something? Yeah, she was like undercover as a reporter or something. Fucking like, hell. She was like made up a new identity as some reporter, so no one knew who she was, except for Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> Who just happened to go the entire movie, like surrounded by reporters, and not see this one once? Yeah, did she never meet no. his? Did she never meet his mum? I'm getting the impression that she didn't. Not throughout the movie, because instantly when she saw her, she was like, "Mrs. Loomis." What the fuck? <laughs> okay. <laughs> they're making, I really um, like in in this movie. They're making like because of what happened in the first movie. They made like a movie. In within and it's called Stab. Like, oh, you've seen Stab. Yeah. It was all about what happened in the first movie, and like they're watching like scenes from this movie, but they're what they're doing scenes that like we saw in the first movie that couldn't possibly have been known to the people who made the movie within Scream Two, who made Stab. It's like the the conversation that Sydney and Billy had at the corridor. It's like nobody was around to hear that conversation. Why do they know? That happened. Yeah, there were a lot of times where I thought that, like, especially when, um, obviously, as the series goes on, there's like more and more stab movies. And I just thought, how do you know these things? Do they just keep putting secret cameras everywhere and just like watching them all the time? (laughs) It's also a thing with like, okay, so does this movie take place a year after the first one? Yeah, um, no, like, I think it's like two years after. Well, even so, why would you make a movie about it if it happened two years ago? Like, oh my god. These people are recovering from, like, trauma. This, this is horrible stuff that happened to them. They lost a lot of their friends. They almost died themselves. And now you're going to make a movie about it, exploiting them, using their actual names in the movie. What the hell? <laughs> well, it's all right, because Gail Weather said it was okay. <laughs> yeah, she wrote the book, and she was like, make it a movie. I'm absolutely fine, <laughs> even though I was shot. <laughs> Yeah, in the universe, um, the film of Stabs, directed by Robert Rodriguez, they actually oh, yeah. got him to direct all those scenes. Wow, great! At least they're consistent. I like that. It's yeah. actually pretty cool. I really like the um the intro sequence to the film, which is about these two characters who um go to the cinema like on a date to see Stab, and like they basically create this like. The cinema's like basically turned into like almost like a haunted house, like theme park ride sort of thing, where you got like everyone's wearing the the ghost face mask with like fake knives. There's like a ghost face flying throughout the cinema. Everyone's like super loud and like jumping around. I think it like kind of just kind of shows how desensitized we are to violence and horror movies and how we kind of like view them and like things like gore stuff, like almost like a over the top like blockbuster movie like you go to like a marvel film or something yeah it was a good it was a good opening um it was like that knife must have been really fucking strong to like penetrate 
the cubicle wall of a toilet oh, and yeah. go into that guy's head. <laughs> yeah. oh, whoa. Jeez. It's cool, though. It's cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, like, she's just like kind of floundering. She's just like being stabbed over and over and over again, just in front of all these people. And no one cares. Just like, yeah. oh, they all oh, thought you know, it was okay. a joke, I suppose. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because exactly. I think every, everyone horrifying. at first is like, oh, they're just like playing around. And then when she's like stumbling towards the front, and everyone's like, what the fuck? And, and then she starts like screaming and falls to the ground. And there's like complete silence and it cuts to the title. Such a yeah. great little bit. It is good. I would probably have left the theatre though. I'm like, you're going to be rowdy. You're going to be just going off on one, just getting up on your seats. Well, what? Just in, in these masks and like stabbing your friends and like just shouting the whole time. I would leave. Yeah, <laughs> this I is would. Not for Fuck me. that. <laughs> yeah. Reminds me of um that like that video clip that's on YouTube of um people in the cinema when the the force awakens came out and a guy like takes a picture of it and his flash is on and everyone's just shouting at him saying turn it off and then just yeah. someone goes turn the flash off your phone you fucking moron and it just cuts to the star wars theme instantly <laughs> it's so good uh, that's great <laughs> what, yeah. what what is wrong with everyone but this is like the only movie that's playing in the in the cinema like they've got like stab paraphernalia just everywhere, and it's like, oh yeah, this is the only the movie that's only like, film, like yeah. feel bad for the guy who's like, like they're being really loud. Feel bad for the guy in the next theater watching Taste of Cherry or something. Yeah, yeah, you definitely hear it in the other screens, like considering how loud. Oh, that... Do you know what I would? Yeah. It didn't even look like it had seats, did it? Just like everyone was standing around. They were Why like, were they standing this? up? Well, it's not a concert. Sit down, please. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck was that all about? So obviously, um, the first film, like the whole meta thing about it, was like how it's basically just like parodying like slasher movies. And this film, they kind of carry on from that and parody a mixture of sequels and like slasher sequels as well. And I feel like I don't think it's quite as solid, anywhere near as solid as like the meta humor in the first film. But I do think some of it is quite funny and interesting. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah. It's okay. I don't know. That's how I feel about this movie as a whole. I was like, oh, it was okay. I didn't really like the movie much. Um, but, you know, I, yeah, I do feel like it's too long. Um, could probably have done without it. But I guess there's, there's still stuff that I like about it. I do still like the, uh, the old characters who come back. Because they're just like, when you spend a lot of time with characters, you get attached to them. So I've always just fine with hanging out with these guys again. Yeah, I like some of the kill sequences. I think some of them are cool. Oh, I don't even remember them. They, like, crashed the car. Oh, that was a thing. Like, Sydney's got, like, these two detectives watching her. They don't do a very good job of it. Because, <laughs> like, Cotton Weary is just able to, like, get to her. Like, okay. And then, like, they're in a car, and then, like, they crash the car, and uh, Ghostface is there, and they both die. It's like, okay, well, when confronted with the actual threat, these guys were actually useless. And then, like, that was, like, a pretty intense scene where, like, Sydney and her friend are in the back of the car. And, like, they have to crawl over the the killer to, like, get out. That was, like, horrifying. Yeah. That's probably my favourite bit in the film. Yeah. That's the bit I remember the most from it. Yeah, same. But at the same time, then he just, like, gets up. And I don't know how he, like, got up without making a sound. 
and then like just somehow went around them to like behind them so he could kill her friend. Yeah, like, it was really weird. There. How did you get behind her? Yeah, because they literally showed that like there's no way of him getting around at all without like climbing over it. Like the amount of time that she was looking away, there's no way he would have gotten out of the car, climbed on top of it, and climbed over. Silly. That's just silly. Yeah. They do a thing in the uh, first movie, which is really sick. It's like, and it's like slick as well. Like when he kills a guy, he like takes the knife and he wipes the blood off of the knife with his fingers and it's like really slick and fast and (laughs) just, just a cool little thing. And they try to do that in this movie, but like when they do it, they don't wipe all the blood off. So it's just like still there and it's like, oh, okay. Maybe that's intentional to show that these killers aren't as good as the others. All of this movie is inferior. In every way. <laughs> there's a there's a scene I quite like because um, in this film basically Sydney at uni is like trying to become like an actress or something, and she's like practicing for this um, this play, and she um, during this re- dress rehearsal she starts having like this huge freak out and starts like seeing Ghostface like just kind of show up, and I think that scene is really good and it kind of it shows what they what I think they could have done. They could have like focused maybe more on like the PTSD, like like the trauma following the first movie. I think that actually could have been like really interesting if they delved into that a little bit more and showed how the effects of that film, like kind of how it affected her and how she's trying to grow from it and, you know, it happening again, how that's affecting her. But that's like the only scene where they do that at all. The rest of it, she seems like very chill about the whole situation. Like, it's just like, oh, here we go again. Yeah, like the first scene you see her in, she gets like a prank phone call from someone doing the ghost face, like voice, and she's just like very like nonchalant about it. Yeah. So I'd, I really wish they like focused more on that sort of thing, because I think it could have been far more interesting. I do too. It's a shame it was only in that one scene. Like, when, it, when all this shit is happening again, like you'd yeah. have a meltdown. You'd be like in tatters. Oh, this is like one of the worst things that's ever happened to me. I lost like so many of my friends died, and I got like stabbed or like I was so close to death, and like everybody, people I thought I trusted, I couldn't trust anymore. That would weigh on you so much. But she's just like, yeah, of course, fine. She's absolutely fine. So yeah, I kind of do wish that they had leaned more into it with like, the yeah. series as a whole, and not just with this movie. Yeah, because she goes for it three more times, and it just doesn't affect her at all, apart from in this one scene. <laughs> Yeah, even like the trailer for the new one, she's like, yeah, she oh, just it's happening like, again. That's fine. I've got a gun. So, yeah, literally, she was okay. like, I just carry a gun. I was like, okay. It's like the, the years of this has hardened me to the cult reality that this is just going to keep coming back. It's Ouch. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Great. It's really stupid. <laughs> she like runs off because she's like having a panic attack on the stage and everyone's like, well, what are you doing? Uh, it's like, you losers knew what happened to her. <laughs> Why is it so out of character for her to, like, just, just, like, break down with this? This is, like, something that's, like, really, like, high-paced and, like, I get it, you know? I would understand that. But they just look at her like she's an idiot. Yeah, makes no sense. Should we uh, go on to ratings? Yeah. I think we've said enough about this film. What do you want to write it out of? Um, I don't know. (laughs) Do it out of uh, 
sequels. Dave, David Arquette's mustaches. Or that. David Arquette's mustaches. Also just turned around and another Darcy's cameo just and it sucks. been hit by a pillow. Oh. No, I'm actually just trying to fucking suffocate myself. <laughs> just like, I saw some movement in the corner of my eye and I turned around she just had a pillow on her face. And I'm coughing like no belief. I need I need some juice or something, but I feel like orange juice is going to like make my throat worse. Who knows? But yeah, I like this movie. I don't think it's as good as I remember it, and it's definitely not as good as the first film. I do think they could have done more with it, and I definitely think it could have been way shorter than it is. Um, I feel like I probably would have actually enjoyed it more if they cut like half an hour out of the film. I don't think it would have made the film any worse. I don't think there's, a, there's like I said, there's a lot that's just kind of pointless and doesn't need to be there. Um, but yeah, I'd give it like six David Arquette's mustaches out of ten. It's a fun movie still, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was all right. Um, but I don't, I don't know. Um, honestly, I don't know if I watch it again. I just don't really care. I just go back to the first one. I think I'm done with this series. The first one's really the only one that I would, I would get more out of on a, on a rewatch. So, yeah, it was okay. Nothing, nothing super special going on. Probably give it five David Arquette's mustaches out of ten. I was just going back to Letterbox for some reference because I've forgotten if uh, what I reviewed it, and I just realised that I actually put a review for this film and only this film, and it says hated the end credit Weezer tribute band. So whoever that was, they were shite. It was um. Sugar Ray. Oh, Sugar Ray. Oh, they're just taunting yeah. me. In, Scoob um, is everywhere. In the end credits, as Max left to go to the toilet, uh, me and Darcy just sat there listening to like the song that was playing, and it was the band Sugar Ray doing a song called Rivers, and it literally was just, it was just Weezer. It was, it was piss. Yeah. It was just like a really shit. It, ju- it just kind of sounded like they wanted a Weezer song in the film, but they couldn't afford to get Weezer. So on that basis alone... Well, not really. Um, I was just reading my uh, my review. Um, apparently, I've given it a six mustaches. Yeah. Thanks, Ray. Thanks for that. We watched another movie, didn't we, guys? <laughs> we did. So, um, we're now on to Scream 3. Um, obviously, all of these have been directed by the, the same person, so I don't need to get into that. Uh, this came out in 2000. And essentially, the plot is, now that I'm reading it up, uh, makes more sense than the plot that I was thinking in my head because I actually didn't even know what the plot was, to be honest. So essentially, um, after the release of the new Stab Free movie, um, there's a new murder spree that happens. And I think at this point, Sydney's moved away to some village where she has a golden retriever and shit. She's changed her name and all this. And um, essentially, uh, the killers are looking for her through this film or something. I'm not. I'm not really sure what I'm trying to say here. But um, how did everyone find this glorious movie? Good film. Good film? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It's not a good movie. Um, I barely remember a thing about it. I know the no. gimmick is like they're making a stab movie, and the killers going after the people who are playing the. People who we saw go through the events. Oh, spicy. 
Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was just boring. It was really boring. And it felt long as hell. I don't remember this movie even. I barely remember it. All I know yeah, is I, that I, I just, it, felt, it felt very inconsequential to the greater scheme yeah. of the series. I feel like you don't even need to see this movie. No all. one needed this film. Like it's Actually, looking up the plot didn't even you, really explain any of it. If you see the first two movies and then don't watch this one and then watch the fourth movie, literally you're not out of the loop for for anything. There's no, it nothing. has nothing to do with anything. No. The only thing this film reveals is um Dewey and um Gail get engaged at the end. But yeah. like But even then you could you have just watched the that. next film and you would have known that. Yeah, you got Patrick Dempsey. Pretty sure he's in this movie. Yeah. He's like, I'm the cop man and plays that Kincaid uh, guy. Yeah. Why do I remember that? Well, what does he do and Fuck all. <laughs> Nothing. He too gets beaten up. <laughs> Whatever. Courtney Cox has a terrible, terrible haircut. Oh my god, <laughs> the that was the biggest time. <laughs> Just this really short, uneven fringe. It's like, oh yeah. whoa. It's like really. That's the biggest crime well. this movie commits <laughs> is Courtney Cox's hair. Oh, it was horrid. Lance Henrik- Henriksen's in it as like um like a studio. Head or saying like a film producer, and you can tell he doesn't want to be there. Who did Jay want to be in this? Jay and Silent Bob do a cameo for yeah. some reason. Yeah, I think it's because Kevin Smith was like a like friends with Wes Craven or something. Because then, um, in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, um, Wes Craven has a cameo in it. But yeah, it makes no sense. But what purpose? Yeah. yeah, what purpose did that cameo even serve? It wasn't funny. No, we just kind of it's walk like in. Those guys. Yeah, I don't even know who okay. they were, so it didn't. First yeah. time I watched this movie, I hadn't seen Clerks or any Kevin Smith movie at all. Like, okay, probably just didn't really care. But yeah, I, I don't really remember watching this movie at all. <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, you'd only know who he, who they are if you've seen Kevin Smith's movies. Yeah, and if you don't know who they yeah, are, the movie sense. just stops and goes. Here are these guys. Yeah. I feel like the films are totally unrelated as well. Like, uh, at least if, like, with, like, the stupid crossover horror films, at least you've probably seen the film that they're trying to put into this film. Yeah. Like, I, w- I wouldn't have seen Clerks. I mean, I haven't, but you know what I mean. Why is it you relevant? don't need to. Yeah, it's not, it's not even relevant. No. <clears throat> so, um, I do like every film in this series except for this one. I've seen the other three more times than I can count, but this is the only one I've only watched a couple of times. A couple so what, too many. Yeah, I watched it like once when I first watched... Actually, I think I've seen it three times. I watched it once when I was getting into the series and I don't think I finished it. I mean, I did finish it um, the second time I watched it and I was like, yeah, I don't like this movie at all. So then any time I watched the series, I just skipped this one. And then re-watching it for the podcast, I was like, yeah, I made the right call because there's just nothing to this film i agree yeah it starts and then cotton weary dies okay who cares yeah the most lame and forgettable opening in the whole series literally what even happened what happened in that opening sequence fuck all yeah doesn't even bear talking about it sucked (laughs) the writing's really bad throughout this is the only one not written by kevin williamson um he like he was too busy writing something else. I think he he wrote um I know what he did last summer, so I think he was too busy doing that. So he like was like, I'll I'll write a plot and then 
like hand it to you guys and you can um do what you want with it. A big mistake. And they just ignored the plot. They were like, No, we don't need this. We we've got it. They don't got it. They no. they ain't got it. And so they just yeah. like make this film which just like feels like it's like two hours of filler. Like it just exists almost it feels like a contract a contractual obligation in a way. Like it just it feels like was. they made another screen movie because they had to make another screen movie. We've got to make it a trilogy. Well, yeah, they yeah they couldn't leave it at just two. That was the whole point oh. of the film, wasn't it? Randy comes back on the screen and goes, "Oh, you've fallen yeah. into the rarest of films, the trilogy." Yeah, because Randy not rare. was like, Randy got hot in the last one, so he wasn't a virgin anymore, and that's why he died. And then he comes back in this one. He's like on a video. He's like, "If you're watching this, it means I'm dead." Now you're in a trilogy. It's the end of the trilogy, guys. You're in the concluding chapter. Um, no. <laughs> There's another movie after this. Uh, uh, another two the, movies after yeah, this. Yeah, I was going to say. What, what, that's the rarest. Yeah, and he's like saying all bets are off in this one. Anyone can die, including the main character. And like no, no one, one of any note dies in this movie. No, I don't really even remember the deaths. No, it just seems so boring to me. Was that girl who got killed in the studio? That's the only one I remember. She, she, I don't know. I don't even remember how she died. Like I, she got stabbed remember- in the back, and then she got through through a yeah. Did she get like, hung upside down or something? I don't even fucking know. I don't even remember. Nah, nah. And he just throws her through a window. But like, like the window barely anyone door. died in the film. No. Yeah, there's not much that happens really. Oh, Nobody really what? dies. There was a point what? where I was like, "Has anyone died yet?" And you were like, "Yeah, yeah, that." That girl died, and that guy blew up in the house. Oh my oh, god, okay. the guy who smells gas, even though there was... Apparently ten so, people yeah. died in the film. Just Sorry, found did the... you just uh, look yeah, at just the James A. Denise... dead meat kill count video to see how many people died in it? I mean, ten that's people clever. Died. That is clever. Why didn't we just... And I remember two. Yeah. Three. I don't wait, even wait, remember wait. that. Who I remember did... the so... one guy blew up. Who Did someone die in the van? What? I don't know if that was the second or third film. Now. There's the second one where yeah, you think Randy, Randy dies in the van. Oh, right. See, so forgettable. Forgetting my fucking movies. Yeah, more to Dang. forget. Roman. He's like a director. It's revealed. Oh, who gives a fuck? Yeah, he's the killer. Oh, it's Roman. And when he I literally revealed, looked I was at like, Max. Who's and this I was like, guy? Who the fuck is, yeah, who the fuck is this? He's like, it's me. It was me all along. And we were <laughs> like... Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. And then they just completely retcon the first film by saying like he was um Sid Sydney's like mother's illegitimate son and like he was the person who murdered her instead yeah. of oh. the guys from the first film. That's it's the worst like a... crime this movie commits, apart from Courtney Cox's hair, is that they yes. retcon the first movie and they're like, No, it wasn't Billy at all. He was just lying, I guess. But fuck yeah, off. It's... Just like such a slap in the face to anyone who's like a fan of the first film. Yeah, because yeah. this film's dead as well. Like, I would just pretend that this one didn't exist and be like, yeah, it was Billy the whole time. Still Billy. Always Billy. Sure. And why not? Because <laughs> who the fuck is Roman? Who is he when he's from fucking Dave? Who is he? Like, he can't just swan in and be like, I'm this like cool director, man. I was, I was this woman's kid. Who are you? Like, I like the fact that Sid just doesn't even acknowledge it either. She's just like, cool. 
He's like, you'll, 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 yeah, sure. You'll die like all the rest, though. <laughs> you oh, might be my brother. With an ice pick. Yeah. <laughs> he bleeds like all men. So dumb. Yeah. I think where the other films, like, kind of managed to, like, sh- like balance, like, the meta satire with, like, the horror, this film really, really struggles to do so. And I think they spend way too much time, like, trying to make fun of just Hollywood and, like, sh- studios and film production and stuff like that and it just kind of they forget that it's meant to be a horror movie and it just I think it's really dull and unfunny yeah why hasn't Sydney been taking self defence classes this is obviously going to happen again just I don't know bulk up a bit <laughs> punch him in sh- the knob I'm also still it's struggling over. to uh, figure out who these 10 people were that died is anyone else trying to rack them up because I can't you got, I you got Cotton and his girlfriend and you got oh, yeah, the guy two. who died in the fire. And you got the guy... No, you I got the girl of... who died at the studio. Yeah, there's four. That's it. Dewey I gets stabbed. Pretty sure Dewey probably gets stabbed. He always gets stabbed. Uh, but he still survives because plot. Convenience. Um, oh, and I'm guessing, obviously, the, the killer dies. Killer died, yeah, probably. Who was the killer? Oh, Roman, yeah. Literally. Dies. So I could think of five, and that's it. <laughs> We're missing half of them, God, but that's because the 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 problem with that is that because the writing's so terrible and like boring that you don't really remember the characters themselves at all. Yeah, and I'm like, I, yeah, I, yeah, I get. I like the characters that come back, but I don't like anyone that they introduce. No, like it's, it's almost criminal, isn't it? Like, um, I'm trying to, I'm like literally racking my brain, thinking who the fuck was in this movie to kill like you would think you would remember the kills because that's basically what this film's about I don't fucking remember any of it I don't yeah. really remember any of the film <laughs> me neither no this dude has so many knives He every time he stabs someone he'll like leave the knife in them and then he'll just get out another knife like what <laughs> how many knives do you have strapped to you man apparently too many he spent grands and grands on these knives obviously yeah why don't you take that money knives? put it into your movie knives. I'll make a good movie instead of buying a bunch of knives. That's what the budget went on. Oh, also, whilst we're on this like topic quickly, why is it every single film the knife looked more and more fake? What is go what, like what the fuck is that about? It looked like something out of a costume store, like you know, like the like proper like tacky like plastic like metal. <laughs> yeah. It, it looks, looks like, so gross. Like the actual knife you would get with a costume that you buy in Asda. Yeah, it looks so bad. <laughs> Do you guys remember when Carrie Fisher showed up for some reason? Oh, yeah. She was like, I could have been Princess Leia. And I was like, no. Yeah, there's like <laughs> a whole joke sequence where she's like, she's someone who knows everyone in Hollywood for some reason. And she was like a failed actress who went for the role of Princess Leia, but it was given to Carrie Fisher because although they look identity, she slept with George Lucas. Don't you mean look identical? Yeah. <laughs> ha! It's fucked up. Rip. Yeah. That was yeah, this film sucks. Scene. It blows. It bad, yeah. I'm sorry. Courtney Cox's suit looks disgusting. She's like wearing a yellow suit and a red shirt. It's like a walking McDonald's. Oh my god, yeah, she looked like a fucking walking hot dog. Well, I don't know what that was all about. Vile. One out of ten. <laughs> yeah, who did the costume for that? Christ, <laughs> who 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 was like the uh, 
Who, who, who did the costumes for this movie? Because, like, they're not, I'm sorry. This is not. You also got a sack your hair and makeup artist as hair well. Hair and makeup, Fuck yeah. Pluggies. They're all Because, I mean, Dewey's mustache looks worse than ever. It's like this is the, pencil this is thin, the but it was one. like uneven and patchy. Like, how do you fuck that up? It was like it was like busher on one side than the other. And I don't even know. It's like you tried to like shave into his one side, and then like gave up, and then didn't bother <laughs> the other side. There's a random like dream sequence halfway through where like Sydney's like dreaming of like her mother crawling in through the window or something. It's just like yeah. out of nowhere. And it's, it's never like brought up again. Yeah, she keeps like hearing her. So okay, more like exploration into like trauma, but not handled very well. Clearly, yeah. too many jump scares. Later yeah, later. that's another thing I've got written down. Every couple of minutes, there's a jump scare. Just characters what walking into the. Just characters who walk into the. What do you mean what jump scares? Riddled with jump scares. Yeah. Just every time a character walks onto the scene, there's a jump scare. <laughs> every time they close a fridge door, there's a jump scare. <laughs> well, okay. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and obviously I'm. I jump at everything, but I was sat there the entire time. Like, what the fuck? I gotta admit, it was really weird. Like, going whenever cat, I see what you mean though. Like, when every character walks in, that tense music played for no fucking reason. As yeah, well. you'd have like a person like just standing there, and like tense music suddenly playing, and then just someone like taps their shoulder. Like that's every every time a character enters the scene, they so seem to weird. Like, tap their sense. shoulder, and there's like the loud like slam sound. It's almost like Wes Craven knew that no one was going to be interested in the film and like start falling asleep, so you had to wake him up every five minutes. Yeah, well, you I mean, could have just made a good movie. Yeah, he could have yeah. just made a good movie, but he didn't. Why doesn't Dewey have like a taser or something? Oh, come so on, he has man. A taser. Like a cheaper... Why doesn't he have a taser? Like, he's the chief of police now. Or why? Is he the sheriff in this Oh, I don't one? remember. Yeah, he's no, a sheriff. He's not. No, no, he was he's a sheriff, was he? Oh, it might have been know. in the fourth one, actually. Yeah. Who cares? But like, come on. What is he? Yeah, he's a gun. Okay. Should have had something else. Yeah, he's still there Should to get beaten the shit out of. Literally. Like a baton or something. Just so easily bested because he sucks. And he's weak. <laughs> Why are we rooting for this guy? I don't know. He's funny. He's funny man. I don't know. He's got a shit mustache and he... Barely opens his mouth when he speaks. That is true. He literally talks like a ventriloquist. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm not even... I don't even want to talk about this film, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, I, I went through all my notes uh, like five minutes ago. Yeah. I like the part where, uh, like... Uh, so stupid as well. This is like Sydney's in the police station and she asks Patrick Dempsey, Detective, uh, what's your favourite scary movie? And he says... My life. Oh my okay. god! Well, um, that yeah. was the worst <laughs> okay. thing of the whole film, hands down. That was the worst fucking thing. You want to know my scary favorite scary movie? Huh? That's that my life. That dialogue just okay. made me so upset. Yeah, it was really bad. Oh my god. Who who like said? Do you know what? That'd be a great joke. We'll put that in. Who knows? Who knows? Fucking Honestly. shit. I'm just going to quickly check my notes to see if I have anything else worth bringing up. The answer is going to be Probably no. not. Yeah. There's nothing worth bringing up about this film. Oh. I think I actually stopped making notes at one point. Oh, yeah, I actually just quoted the line, my life, and I just wrote what next to it. Yeah. Um, and then, like, you think it ends, because, like, this. <laughs> so the last two movies did a very good job at ending when, when it was all over. Like, no, you didn't need to wrap anything up. This one just keeps going. Like the Lord of the Rings or something. Just oh, keeps yeah, going, my... scene after scene, 
Patrick Dempsey's there because apparently he's made friends with them and like he goes over to their house and watches a movie with them and like the doors open and then Sid looks at the door she's like oh I could just leave that door open because I'm not scared anymore he's like okay yeah well. so, <laughs> I like the fact that I've got, I've got these two lines in my notes that literally is in caps and it says who is that what a shit reveal <laughs> that's real that is absolutely real ratings Oh, please, that's right. What is the, um, what do we want to write out of? Cottons. Mm. Can we write out of cottons? Sure. In honour of Cotton Weary. This film sucks. Yeah. It's boring. It's so long. Like, all these films are almost two hours, with the second one actually hitting the two-hour mark. And it just, it doesn't need to, A, it doesn't need to be as long as it is. B, it just doesn't need to exist. I give it like four cottons out of ten. Just such a bland, nothing movie. Yeah, it's still Wes Craven directing, you know. So it's not like complete trash, but like they just didn't try. What's the point? Yeah, skip this movie. Who cares? Three cottons out of ten. I was actually just trying to look at who wrote this movie. It was Aaron Kruger who um Aaron Kruger wrote what name some of the. Um, Transformers movies. He wrote um, Dumbo. the Dumbo remake, the live action one. He wrote um, the remake of The Ring. These are not good. Oh, except is that the Brothers Grimm? Like the one from? Do you know what? Fair enough. The Brothers Grimm was pretty, pretty alright. Anyway, um, yeah, this film's shit. Sorry. Um, in honor of Cotton Weary, I think I might have rated this too high in my opinion, but I believe I gave it a four out of. No, I didn't. Did I give it a four? Yeah. I you tell wrong. us. I did. I did give it a four. Four out of ten cottons. Great. I think that rating's a bit too high in my opinion, but there you go. Well, there we go. <laughs> Whatever. Brings us to the last movie, Scree 4M. Yep. Kesha. K-E dollar sign H-A. Yeah. Just like Fan 4 stick. Fan 4 stick? That is fucking <laughs> awful. <laughs> so... The plot of Scree 4M. <laughs> so um, it's set 10 years after the third film, I think. 10, 11 years, something yeah, like I that. Think it is 10. Um, so Sydney basically is on a book tour celebrating her new self-help book and she returns to the town of Woodsboro, is staying with her, um, her cousin and her aunt. Um, but while she's staying there, suddenly... Ghostface comes back. People are dying, and Sydney, Gale, and Dewey kind of have to team up to try and work out who it is. That's that kind of the basic plot, I guess. Um, what did we all think? Yeah, it's a screen movie. Um, eh. It was fine. It was yeah, all right. I don't it, know. It was fine. I really care for it, but I it mean, was fine. Maybe it's the best of the sequels. Well, yes, perhaps. I would agree. It's yeah. the best of the sequels. Easily, yeah. but well, I don't know easily, but. Because I, I, it kind of flies by. How long is this movie? Like two hours? Yeah, hour it's, like, it's the same as the first film, I think. Yeah, an hour fifty-one. <laughs> yeah, flies by, but like almost feel like at points that was kind of like a detriment because I feel like more should have happened before we got to the third act. And I felt like once I got to the third act, I was like, what, 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 what's what's happened in this movie? Like not much. I feel. Just, I, just think, like my, stuff I that think my favourite part was when we were near the end and we thought, oh, how long's left? And we found out there was only like 20 minutes left. And we were like, what the fuck? 
Oh. Yeah, because I think all of us were like, oh, we're like probably halfway through the movie but at this point, maybe. And we're like near the end of the movie. Yeah. So I appreciated that, to be honest. Yeah, but at the same time, I kind of just feel like it wasn't as meaty as I would have liked it to be. No, I felt like they could have delved into it a bit more, actually. Like, I feel yeah. like everything was a bit surface level. But maybe they were just like, oh, they know what this film's about. It's a fucking screen film. Yeah. I um, <laughs> personally really like this movie. Um, I've always really enjoyed it. Um, there's just something about it that's every time I watch it, I just have a lot of fun watching it. I don't think it's the best movie in the world, but I just enjoy the characters. I enjoy like the gore scenes. I think all the kills. I think they're a lot. They're a lot gorier than some of the previous kills in the films. Agreed. And I've I like that. Um, I think some of the comedy can be very very miss at points, but there's a a few bits I do find kind of funny. Um, I think my um, biggest thing. I was actually talking to Darcy about this after we watched the marathon i think the reason i like this movie so much is because i it means a lot to me because um when i was big into like horror movies and stuff when i was like 16 17 when i was like doing loads of horror reviews and stuff on youtube i um had like a small community of people who used to watch the videos and like comment on the videos and um there's one guy in particular called brandon who i became really good friends with and he used to make YouTube videos as well, and he got me on his podcast where um, we did a like a live commentary of this movie, and that was kind of something that really stuck out to me, like getting to watch this movie with um, this guy who I'd never met, and kind of like bonding over that. And um, sadly, he passed away not long afterwards, but um, because of that, I've I just have a lot of love for this movie because any time I watch it, I just think of that moment and just how like important it was in my life yeah that's lovely i like yeah i like how film can do that you know it doesn't have to be the best thing in the world um but that's like we we all experience film differently from and we yeah. all come at it from different perspectives um i don't have much of a connection with this movie at all i've seen it before i just don't remember like much of it um I remember like shots from like even just like the trailer. I think it was like a trailer I watched a lot um, when it came out. But the movie itself, I don't know. I'm not. I'm just not really that big on it. I think yeah. there are certain parts to be praised for sure. I actually, really like like the opening scenes being like really meta. We're like showing these um like the stab movies, and then like it'll cut to. Two blondes watching the movie, and they'll be like, "Oh, uh, that was stupid. That would never really happen." And then, like, one of them would die, and like one of them stab each other, and then like it would cut, and then it would be two other blonde girls watching the movie that we just saw these people dying, and they were like, "Oh, that's stupid. That would never really happen." It just goes over and over again. That was really fun, and like Kristen Bell was in that. I'm like, "Oh, it was, it was cool to see her in that." Sure. Yeah, and um, Anna Paquin. And Anna Paquin, yeah. Why not? It's good stuff. Sure. Yeah. It's a really funny opening. I like that a lot. It's yeah. just kind of like parody is how ridiculous the idea of like really long running horror franchises are. Which I like, is yeah, I liked quite it. It was um, ironic. It, I thought it was also quite <laughs> refreshing um, in a way as well because it was like, uh, you guys are very aware. Yes. That was like a, a point where, where I was like, okay, 
you understand what you're making. I get it, but like, mm. kind of want more from it, you know. Sure, lean into it, but do something with like the actual plot because I feel like it's just another. It's a scream movie, you know, and it's yeah, it's doing it is doing the same thing again, but in a new decade. So it's like it's slightly updated. It looks a bit cleaner, but yeah, I don't know. It's just the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, with this film, they kind of, um, the meta thing with this one is, um, just horror remakes and reboots and stuff. Um, and I don't think any of that is actually that great or smartly done. Don't think it's terrible, but I don't think they do enough with it. Um, like you got these two guys that are kind of like, um, Almost like Randy split into two different people who have their own movie club. One of them's like got a, this camera attached to him at all times and he's live streaming his entire life. And he's like talking about um, the rules of like a horror remake. And like um, he has this like weird quote where he's like the only sure fire way to survive a horror movie nowadays is you have to be gay. Even though that's just like not a rule in any horror movie at all. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> And then he, like, dies. He gets stabbed while he's wearing his stabbed t-shirt that looks disgusting. Just, like, green on green. The green on green. Yeah. And he's like, no, don't kill me, I'm gay. Oh, uh, what? I like the way Ghostface just kind of makes the, uh, like, this face. Like, obviously, you can't see his face, but he kind of does that, huh? And he just yeah, kills him anyway. Yeah, head tilt. Yeah. Die anyway. Not even the gays are safe in this movie. That's how you know it's hardcore. Equality for all, you will die like the rest. <laughs> yeah. Rip me. Trevor is in this movie. Who's Trevor? I don't know, some guy? Trevor? This list, I'll add that to Trevor? the list of. No, exactly. So I'll add. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have like Wes Craven movie is like with characters that just have unfuckable names. So <laughs> just like Trevor. <laughs> You can't stop it. Who, who's Trevor? So Trevor is um so Sydney's cousin Jill is played by Emma Roberts, and she has like a toxic ex boyfriend called Trevor. Oh, Trevor! You just like at one point like there's this like they have this huge like stabathon like a a marathon like in the woods in this huge barn where they're showing all the stab movies and everyone's drinking and then like Ghostface comes in and um, stabs Gale so everyone like leaves and loads of people go back to um, I think it's Hayden Panettiere's house she plays a character called Kirby everyone goes back to there and like Trevor just walks in out of nowhere <laughs> and he's just yeah. like he's just there from then on and he keeps like his lungs he screams it's Trevor time <laughs> and then he he kicks the bucket, <laughs> but not before he's cock blocked. Uh, Kirby fully loaded, and the guy from Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Why are they interested His name in each Charlie. other? I remember. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't get that at all. <laughs> and then like Charlie's like, it was me. I was the killer all along. You, you wouldn't kiss me, uh, Kirby fully loaded. You wouldn't kiss me, and that you have to die now. It's like, dude, she was just about to get. I don't know why she was about to kiss you because you you're fucking freaky. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, why, why? Why do you have this vendetta? You were the cool girl, and I was the nerd, and now you're gonna die. It's like, okay, what a 
boring what fucking incel- motivation. This movie's so incel-ish. Yeah. The Chad. Oh, Kirby wants to be with the Chad. Meh. No, she was actually interested mm. in him, man. He just didn't give it long enough. He was being... Do you know what? Fuck this film. <laughs> yeah. Don't know why she was interested in him. But whatever. I think um, the music in this film sucks. I can't remember. Just oh, so yeah, cheap and generic. It's like so really, like really bad music. sounding. I don't remember it. It does sound really like stock music. music. Yeah. Like, it all sounds like stuff like just created using like a keyboard or something like without using like a proper like orchestra it's like all fake sounding uh, I honestly can't remember it which is probably part of the problem yeah super forgettable like I remember the music in the first three movies mostly because it's like the same music just yeah, recycled yeah to be fair that does help when you've got repetition <laughs> but like this film doesn't have that at all yeah because no. it's just blah they don't even have that. They don't even use red right hand in this film. Yeah, why not? Bring it back. Bring it back. If you're there, scream twenty twenty two. Bring it back. Yeah, and like all the, all like the licensed music they use is like Sugar Ray. It's like really cheap, like sounding pop music from the early twenty tens. Like it sounds like the sort of thing that would play, like in a royalty free like radio station or something. Yeah, it hasn't aged very well. It's just. Yeah, I don't think this movie is aged super well. I mean, it's only like 10, 11 years old now. Um, I mean, I don't feel like it's like so out of date though. But Yeah, that's what uh, I was saying with like the new one coming out. I feel like this film is still, most of what is like satirizing is still very relevant. I don't think yeah. enough has changed in the film landscape to really warrant them doing something new. And it does. It's not like this film feels super dated, like especially when it comes like to, down to like the technology and stuff. But definitely yeah. music-wise, it's very of its time. Yeah, you got that dude live streaming himself. For every I like that. It reminded life. me of um, Cookie from Ned's Declassified. Yeah. <laughs> but even that, that's not. That's something you could. I could like easily see that being in a film nowadays, especially yeah. we got like. Live streaming is like bigger now than it's ever been. Or even just if I take it as a product of its time, I don't feel like it's really nothing that I could get on board it with. It was missing a Walkman. That's what I think this film was missing. Yeah, it was probably missing a Walkman. We had, we had, we had grown past Walkman's 2010, though, I feel. Yeah. Missing like an iPod shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the days of iPod touches. Ooh. Yeah, I think someone I actually bet. had an iPod at the beginning of this film. Probably. I'm pretty sure they did. Mm, maybe. <laughs> I think it's weird how like um graphic a lot of the violence and like blood and gore is in this film, considering it's like in the UK it has the lowest rated at like rating out of any of the films. It's a fifteen, like, isn't it? The other three are eighteens and this was a fifteen. I don't see how. Because that third one, I don't <laughs> piss. Yeah, um I mean yeah, you don't have to do like to the bar between like a fifteen and a and an eighteen. I don't know if there's like so much like yeah, this is a fifteen and it does it's pretty gory. Um, but I feel like there's nothing, no reason why. Like I feel like if they were reviewed, Scream one, two, and three, they they'd probably get bumped down now. They're not really like super. There's nothing like. Overly graphic with those movies, I feel. No, you get like you see a lot of like guts or whatever, but like whatever, that's nothing that you got. Like I don't know, I think like super violent movie, or like 
Even like Logan is a 15, and that's really violent. There's like nothing you can't show in a 15 that you, like, you would translate yeah. to an 18, you know? Yeah, exactly. I know with um, the first film, um, the MPAA in America kept trying to give it an NC-17 rating. Um, but like, um, I think it was Harvey Weinstein, the producer of the film, he like went to the MPAA and said, view this film as a comedy, not as a horror. And then when they did that, apparently they were like, yeah, this is fine for an R. Yeah, all you have to do is change your mindset. Yeah. And so maybe that was kind of what they did with this. Everything. That's like why um, Shaun of the Dead is a 15. And that film like literally has a scene where someone has their intestines pulled out of their chest. Yeah, because yeah, it's funny. <laughs> they were watching Shaun of the Dead in this movie. I was like, man, yeah, they were. I wish I were watching that movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Like it's a cool little Easter egg, like how in the first film you got them like watching like Halloween and now in this one you got them watching Shaun of the Dead, a film which is like 10 years old at this point when the film came out. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's two incompetent cops who can't do shit that just like sat there and like, what are they watching? Who knows? And they die just like everyone else. And but I found it quite strange like when, what, what, so the guy gets stabbed and then like the, the cop who was in the car, he gets stabbed directly through the brain, through his like the forehead and yeah. Oh man, it's the other guy grim. from Kangaroo Jack. Yeah, the other guy from Kangaroo Jack. Yeah, I love that both so, like, the main characters from Kangaroo Jack are in this series. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, but then, like, so he gets stabbed directly through the brain. I'm pretty sure that would kill you immediately. But he just yeah, like, gets up and he keeps walking. And like, he's so even if like you if it doesn't kill you immediately, like, oh okay, not going to happen. But also, let's just play with that for a little bit. Okay, maybe he does survive for a couple more seconds. Is he going to have the brain capacity now to articulate the phrase "fuck Bruce Willis" and then die? <laughs> yeah. No, it makes no sense. It's just not funny either. No, not at all. Like talking about Bruce Willis, I was like, who cares, man? I like. Why um, is the hospital so understaffed, man? They like go to hospital at the end. Yeah, and like it's empty. And like that, they're shooting guns in here, and they're screaming at the top of their lungs. I feel like somebody would hear that. They leave a defibrillator like in a room, yeah, that that anyone can just walk into just, and yeah, use. Fine. Easy, clear, buzz, <laughs> done. That whole that whole like sequence was really stupid. I feel. Yeah, it is. Okay. I love it. So first, first, yeah, first of all, okay, you didn't kill Sydney. You, her, like the reveal was like Emma Roberts was it was it was Jill all along, and she she hates Sydney because she's famous and she wants to be like Sydney because she wants to be famous. Okay, boring. Um, and then like she like goes like super over top. There was just something I found quite funny. It was like she goes super over the top with how like she tries to frame, uh, some guy and like try to make herself famous. She's like running into like. <laughs> the wall, like smashing her head against the wall, and like the painting, she like throws herself onto like a glass table. I'm like, holy shit! Like any one of these things could kill you immediately. And she's like stabbing herself. Oh, it's horrible! It's really <laughs> funny. How stupid is that? <laughs> and then like what counts it off is like, yeah, I'm gonna kill Sydney, and then I'll become Sydney. But like she only stabs Sydney like twice in like the gut. And I'm like, hey, you don't know that that's killed her like for definite, and you don't want her to survive because you don't want anyone telling 
her telling anyone that it was you? Like, why you feel so safe in the fact that you've definitely killed her with two stabs to the gut? And like, she's super shocked when she finds out that Sydney's alive. She's like, of course, of course she's alive. I really like that reveal of um, Jill as the killer, though. The first time I watched it, I was not expecting it at all, and it did kind of blow my mind. Yeah. It's like the I only... Know, like, what, what else does she do? Yeah. But it's like the only reveal um, in any of the sequels that I think is actually kind of good. Like the second and yeah. third reveal, like we said, it's just really dumb and make no sense. Whereas this one, I like it a lot. Yeah. This time I actually remembered who the character was. Yeah, exactly. So that's a plus. Because they actually like, spend time developing the character. It's not someone who's just like, is in a couple of scenes. Yeah. Now I'm the special one, she says. After she stabs Sydney, I know I'm the special one. Can you have just taken up piano or something? Yeah. Yeah, I like, uh, I think a lot of the side characters in this film are more interesting and have more personality than any of the others in the second and third movies. Like, I can remember the characters in this movie, but I can't remember any of them in the second or third movie. Not to say that they're all, like, really great, interesting and likeable characters, but I think most of them have more depth to them. Yeah, they're they're a lot more fun, I think. And I know the actors as well, so probably gives it a bonus but yeah i don't know i really knew who hayden penitentiary was and <laughs> that's not her name emma roberts we all know uh macaulay culkin's brother yeah sure yeah the, the kid from signs yeah that guy um alison breeze in it as well alison breeze there yeah yeah it's a good cast honestly it's a good cast i don't know they've not really done that with like the new one I don't think the new cast is going to be all that good. I don't really know anybody who's in that, apart from Jack Quaid. Um, and yeah, Van Dylan Manette, the guy from, um, what's that show? 13, Ten Reasons Why? Re- yeah, 13, 13 Reasons, reasons why. why. Yeah, 10 Reasons Why. <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking know. Yeah, he's in Who 12 needs Reasons it? Why in prison. The guy that's um, a far better musician than he is an actor. Agreed. Yeah. 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 Great. You like how like Gail gets stabbed? And like they all go home and they're like, oh man, I can't believe Gail got stabbed. Should we watch Stab 7 then? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Read the room, bro. The, oh, there was another thing. It was like, the it was announced like one of their classmates had died or had been stabbed to death. And then like, the guy who films everything, he's like, Hello, what's your favourite scary movie? It's like, dude, read the fucking room, you asshole. Your, yeah, what a twat. <laughs> your classmates just died. <laughs> yeah. It's and then Trevor dumb. gets shot in the dick. That he does. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah, do we have anything else to add? Or are we good to go to ratings? We'll go to ratings. Why not? What should we rate this one out of? Uh, Kirby fully loaded. Sure. Yeah, like I said, I enjoy this movie a lot. Um, I do have a personal connection to it, which maybe makes me enjoy it more. But I've always thought it was a lot of fun. Like, far more enjoyable than the third movie, easily. Definitely the most interesting and entertaining sequel in the series. Not quite as good as the first movie, but I still like it a lot. So I'm going to give it seven Kirby fully loaded out of ten. Yeah. Nice. Well, there was like a caption where like it was near the beginning, but all it said was because it's like it's describing what we're hearing, like a sound. So all it said was chokes wetly. <laughs> 
I actually think I put that as a note. <laughs> I found it so funny. Yeah, it was great. Highlight of the movie. Um, yeah, it, it was all right. It was okay. Um, out of all of them, apart from the first one, this is the one I would probably go back to. But I don't know. But not for like a long time. I think I've had my fill. Um, yeah. So, at least Wes Craven got to do... I don't know. I don't know if I would say he redeemed it, but I mean, it's there, and it's not like it ends on a super low note, like like it would have if he just stuck with the third one. So fine. I'm not super big on just like making sequels for the sake of it and just like churning out literally everything that you can for it because it gets dull and stale after a while. And that's why I'm not excited for the fifth movie. Whatever. Five Kirby fully loaded out of ten. I kind of, um, yeah, I kind of get the feeling that like this new one's gonna be exactly the same plot as this. Yeah, the trailer's like the same. Doesn't make any sense. But um, I see what Max means as well. Like if they had stopped at the third one, I think this this franchise would be I don't know a bit more sad because it started off really well and then just ended off really shit. But this one sort of brought up a bit more. I don't know, brought a bit more life into it. But I wouldn't say it was worth doing. In fact, I think you could have just stopped at the first one. It would have been a perfect film. Anyway, um, um, five Kirby's out of ten. There we go. Wes Craven's go. last film. Wow. Yeah, That's he, all right. Why not? Yeah, he died like four years later. It's a, it's a good way to go out, I think. I think it's quite a fitting um, end to his career, yeah. finishing off with like a movie in this franchise that he made. Yeah. Yeah, the only terrible. franchise where he directed like more than two <laughs> films in it. Yeah, and that's where they should stop, but they haven't. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, because this got... new one, not only is it not directed by Wes Craven, it's a new writer as well. Yeah, it's got two directors, and one of them directed. As long as it's not it Ready or Kruger. Not, which was. Didn't they both do that? I swear that was like a. Nah, I don't think so. Yeah, it was both of them directed. Oh, one of them directed it. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I won't, but the rest of everyone else will, because it's going to be epic and awesome. No, but apparently they did both direct it, sorry. For some reason on Letterboxd, the guy, Tyler Gillett, has got two Letterboxd-like things. Like, you go on to the Ready or Not thing, and it said he's directed a few films with the other guy. But then oh. you go onto the the screen page and it goes to a completely different guy with the same name. Yeah, so great. Not hopeful. Whatever. That's that. Scream! Ah! We did it. It was four Woo! movies. Took up a lot of time. A lot of time out of our day. Just like sat there going, oh, okay. And that's that. So we've got uh, another. <laughs> and a scary marathon to do uh, and I sort of recommended this I, want, I feel like if we weren't if we didn't do it now it li- might literally be years <laughs> and yeah, I so want to do this foregoing the, the wheel and picking a film from the list instead yeah so I decided I took it upon myself that for the next episode we are going to watch all of the Twilight movies. <laughs> oh, fucking God! <laughs> We're doing the Twilight Saga. We got Twilight, New Moon, 
uh, Eclipse, Eclipse, yeah. Breaking yeah. Dawn, and Part One and Breaking Dawn Part Dos. So we're gonna watch that. It's ten hours long. <laughs> Kill ourselves with this. It's gonna be a beefy one. <laughs> it's gonna be something. Take up the whole day. So great, iconic cinema. We'll see you in the next episode with that. Uh, but before then, perhaps you would like to watch the show that we're going to watch for episode 55. That's The Fall. You find out on the BBC. We're going to do season one of that. In the meantime, perhaps you would like to subscribe and give us a lot of money on our Patreon that doesn't exist so that we can buy better equipment. <laughs> So we've got YouTube, the Sunday Movie Marathon. We've got Twitter at Sunday Movie Pod. Facebook is at Sunday Movie Marathon. And Letterboxd is at Sunday MM, capital S, capital MM. Any final words, guys? Yeah. Great. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>